Have you ever wondered what happens after ever after? Have you always yearned to know if the end is really the end? No? Well, you're going to find out anyway with your hosts, Andy, Tammy, and Gina. This is 2D Vision. everyone, welcome once again to Chidi Vision, Disney Sequels Explained. I'm your host Gina and as always I am joined by my very best friends and co-host Andy and Tammy. Hi guys, how are you? I'm struggling. <laughs> Dead silence. I'm struggling. But I'm here. But I'm here. I, I hope I'm whatever you're struggling with it will go away in about 20 minutes. Thank you. <laughs> How about you, Andy? Uh, it's been exactly the same. I don't know why you keep asking this. Because it's part of the script. It's part of the script. I love yeah. it. Yeah. No, well, I've been, I've been doing stuff. I've been freelancing. I've been earning them coins. Share. Them coins. Them coins. <laughs> uh, well, that's news. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Great. And you? I have probably had the most tiring week of oh. quarantine oh, because I, I also have been freelancing, but I have a freelancing job uh, in translation. And so I translate some TV shows, I translate some movies, and uh, this week I got assigned a movie that was like really, really hard to get through. And I Ooh. literally like went to sleep at like 2 a.m. for like three days straight (laughs) and it was just so exhausting like it was a very exhausting experience and like after I sent it over I had a day where I literally like I woke up I did my home office I finished at two o'clock and then I went to sleep (laughs) again and then I woke up at like 6 p.m. because like I just was I was just so tired like the the tiredness of the week just crashed over me and was like, I cannot function. So I just <laughs> slept all afternoon. But I get that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to work from home and to have a job that I actually do enjoy, like the, the freelance job. It was just mm-hmm. like this particular project was really exhausting. Yeah. And yeah, but, you know, besides that, I've been doing pretty good. Just very chill, you know, as Andy says, it's the same thing that's been going on for four months, five months now. Yeah, yep. it's been long. <laughs> I just saw a commercial today. Uh, and actually today I saw a bunch of like brands being like, you know what? 2020 is over. Let's just celebrate Christmas. And like suddenly, like I saw like a Disney post about Christmas in July, and then Burger King made an ad for Christmas in July. And then I saw um, some bakery in here in Mexico started baking uh, Pan de Muerto, which is the Dia de Muertos like thing. Already? What we eat. Yeah. And because everyone's like, you know what? Fuck 2020. Nothing makes sense anymore. So let's just enjoy <laughs> things. And oh you God. know what? I can get with that attitude because it's it's fun. And you know, Christmas in July. What else can you ask for? But anyway, let's <laughs> let's get into the topic um, now that we have all ca- caught up. So today we are talking about two very special movies. Well, one, but you know, it was a sequel to a very special movie, and that is Wreck-It Ralph. 
and it's equal Ralph breaks the internet. I always get confused because here in Mexico it's called Wi-Fi Ralph. And, and that me, sounds like an English name. To me, that sounds more like a, a USA name yeah. than Ralph Breaks Internet. the Internet. I think that's a way too long title for this sequel. But anyway, that's not what we're criticizing. So, yeah, it's going to be very fun. I think definitely this is a very special movie to, to dig into. Um, so let's do that. So, Rick and mm -hmm. Ralph, it came out in 2012. It is... It was directed by Rich Moore, who is very famous for Futurama and The Simpsons and stuff like that. And he got called for to, to direct a Disney movie, and he was like, "Okay." And yeah, so and the story, um, I mean, the script is co-written by Jennifer Lee, who later went on to direct Frozen. So yay! And yes, so let's yeah, go. Me. Let's start talking about Rocky Ralph. Let's start with some memories, shall we? Uh, Tammy, do you want to start us over with your memories yeah. of Wreck-It Ralph? Sure. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph is one of my favorite films. It, it holds a very special place in my heart because it's the it's the movie that that helped me explore different animated films. Because before Wreck-It Ralph, all I watched were princess films. That's the only thing I watched. Well, the Renaissance films. That's pretty much all I watched. And um, I never even really watched... Rewatched Incredibles, Finding Nemo, Monsters Inc. Since I was a kid, I just rewatched the Renaissance film. But then one day, my um, my family friend, who um, it was during Christmas actually, he knew I loved Disney, and he says, "You want to watch Rick and Ralph with me?" And I I told him I don't really watch those Disney films. <laughs> like I think I worded it that way. I was like, I don't really watch Disney <laughs> films like that. I I think I legit said I just watch the princess films. And he said, "Come on, just watch it with me. I think you'll like it." And I absolutely loved it and like after that like it that I, I think that year was 2014 I can't remember maybe it was the year Wreck-It Ralph came out but I don't know we watched it 2012 2012 I, I can't remember what the year it was but after that year I was just like that was Christmas and then the following year I binged all the Pixar films I binged like all of the old Disney films I binged every film that was not a Disney renaissance film and I fell in love with just I think I just fell in love with animation as a whole so I guess uh yeah I I love Wreck-It Ralph so much for just opening my mind to what uh to the different kind of films Disney has to offer so yeah I wasn't a true Disney fan or true animation fan until Wreck-It Ralph so I really I really I really love it for that it's kind of like what Winnie the Pooh did to me for Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I have a very special place in my heart for Wreck-It Ralph. Great. Uh, Andy, how about you? <sighs> okay, let me crack my knuckles. <laughs> because you know something from the first time that I thought about making this podcast... My goal was to talk about Wreck-It Ralph <laughs> because I can talk about Wreck-It Ralph for like <laughs> hours. Like if if this was possible, we would only talk about Wreck-It Ralph and then we would talk about the sequel and I could talk about oh. those for hours because Wreck-It Ralph is like my top three favorite animated movies and my top five favorite movies in general <laughs> it's just like really really important to me and I actually think that Wreck-It Ralph is like the best animated movie that has ever been made oh my god like, 
objectively, I think it is the best animated movie. I, I mean, if if that's not true, at the least it has the best script for an animated movie ever. Like the script is so tight and it's mm -hmm. so well done, and there is nothing losing there. Like everything, everything is perfect. It, like it's a perfect story, and I really really enjoy it. And I think, like this, the different styles of of animation that it accomplished to mm -hmm. to show in a single movie and that it looked well and cohesive is just like a feature it's on its own. Mm -hmm. And that's why I that's part of the reason that I love it, but other other reasons that I love it is just like because of personal reasons, because of where was I when I watched it. I remember it was like the culmination of a really, really great year for me. Aww. Like the first good like the first year of my I don't know, teenage years, maybe. I was 15. But, like, that the, like that part of my teenage years. Mm -hmm. And I remember that I, I watched it, and I didn't even know that Disney was going to put it out there. I didn't, I hadn't even watched the trailer. And my mom just, like, picked me up from work, because I was, I was a working girl back then. And then she just said, oh, we're going to watch a movie, like, the new Disney movie. And I was like, Mom, what are you talking about? There is no new Disney movie. Aww. And there was. <laughs> so I watched it and it was like the best experience ever. I think it's one of the best experiences of a movie theater ever for me. Aww. And I just remember that I felt so full after watching it. Like I knew this movie was special. And then I remember I, I kept coming back. I think I watched it like six times on the theater <laughs> or something like that and then it just became like a big part of my life like I always remember it fondly and I, and I still believe that this is like the best Disney movie like objectively like it's this Fantasia, Beauty and the Beast and mm. Lion King are objectively the best Disney movies ever and I love it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else can I say I love all the characters mm -hmm. and yeah <laughs> Okay, so uh, let me crack my knuckles as well because, like, uh, Grandma Jean is about to tell you a story. Uh, <laughs> no, but I do remember, like, 2012 was a great year. I remember that year so fondly. That year gave us so many things, like, yes. to Andy and me, like, as a friendship. That was the year that we met in person after, like, a year of, of online friendship. And it was the year that so many movies came out, like, Avengers came out and um, Rise of the Guardians came out, Brave came out. It was a great year for uh, animation and for our little Disney and animation loving hearts. Mm -hmm. And just as a friendship, like it was, uh, it was just a great year. And I remember having the time of my life. And also, the same way that Andy didn't know that this movie was coming out, I didn't know either. Like, I think I found out about it, like, a day or two before it came out. Like, I came across a trailer somehow, and I was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> how did I not know that a new Disney movie was coming out? Like, how, how did this skip my radar? And to this day, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I think the reason is that because it is a video game movie and they it advertised it like that, my brain and video games just does not mer merge. 
I am not a video game girl. I've never been a video game girl. So I think if I ever heard about it, it just was, it became white noise in my head because I didn't care about video games. But when I found out that it was a Disney movie, I was like, okay, uh, I guess I'm going to go watch it this weekend. That's what I have to do. And so I, I got some friends together and we went to see it. And definitely, like Andy said, it was like a mind-blowing experience. And I think in part that, having no expectations about it, I think it really punched it even harder, like how good it was, because I didn't know what I was going in for. And they just threw, like, as Sandy said, again, some of the best writing that Disney has ever pulled out. And mm-hmm. I remember, I just remember enjoying enjoying it so thoroughly. Like, every minute I was laughing or I was getting emotional or I was just admiring, like, the designs and just how the world was built. And and I, as I said, I'm not a video game person, so you can imagine how great this world building must be if mm-hmm. me not being interested in video games, I was, like, so into it, like, right from the beginning. And that's just a testament to how good the writing is and the creative team is or was for you know, just building and giving you just what you need in terms of character and animation and story and mm-hmm. giving, you know, for the people who are into video games, they just give that little taste of, like, references and cameos and everything. So it's just a very cohesive and strong movie. And I think anyone who watches it, it, it it's really going to be impressed by it. I, I don't think I've ever met someone who doesn't like Wreck-It Ralph and correct me if I'm wrong if I'm wrong like if you've met someone who doesn't like Wreck-It Ralph um so yeah I think it's a very much beloved film for good reasons and I just Mm -hmm. have very fond memories of it I also Andy I thought you were gonna mention that that Christmas they gave you a Wreck-It Ralph uh plushie and you went to the cinema with it to watch it I remember that I was going to say that because I was going to tell you guys like I actually have my Vanellope in my rec- in my round <laughs> plushes with me. Yeah. Because I am a child. <laughs> <laughs> and they're right here with me. Yeah, I remember you getting those for Christmas and I was like so excited that you brought the you brought them with you to the, to the movies. And I also went I to did see that it. and maybe oh sorry, I did that and maybe spoiler for the Frozen episode, but I did this but the same thing happened with Frozen. <laughs> And I did the same with my dolls. <laughs> because then again, I was a 16-year-old child. And I still am to this date. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Definitely. Um, I also went to see it, I think, uh, five times to theaters. So, yeah. It just got to the point where I could quote <laughs> the thing while I was watching it. And, yeah. So, it was just really fun. And as soon as it came out on DVD and Blu-ray, I got it. Like, I don't usually get... DVDs and Blu-rays anymore, but when it came out, I was like, I need to have this, so I bought it, and I just, I still have it, and it's like a very beloved part of my collection, and yeah, so I, I just think it's, I just agree with everything that Andy said. I think it's very strong storytelling, and it's definitely um, one of the strongest and most solid films that Disney has ever pulled out, and. The fact that it is about what it is, you know, a bad guy and discovering himself and 
starting to love himself and also like the people around him learning to love him and just how one friendship can literally turn your life around. Like one, the right person, it doesn't have to be romantically, but the right person will come along and they will show you how to love yourself because you will learn to love them and they will love you back. And And you will find your best self in that person because you want to be your best self for them. And I just think that's a, a, yes. an amazing message. And I also love how the character of Vanellope itself is so relatable to so many people in so many ways. Like um, anyone can see themselves in Vanellope because we all have those quirks in ourselves that make us feel like we don't belong. And so like for Vanellope is the glitch, but it literally could be anything. And... So yeah, I think mm-hmm. just those that abstract the abstract of the 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 person that feels like they don't belong, but turning it into a video game thing that's just so brilliant. And like you know, I could go on, I could go on and on in, a, in an essay about Record Ralph, but I'm just gonna close off by saying that I do think it's some of the best animation and storytelling that Disney ever made. And oh, yeah, for sure. a very hard movie to um, measure against. <laughs> is that is that some warning? That's, that's the segue <laughs> into talking. That was your warning. That was your warning. <laughs> it was. It, it was. Um, so with that said, let's segue into <laughs> what we are here to actually talk about, which is Ralph Breaks the Internet. And... Ralph Rings the Internet is the sequel that came out very recently, less than two years ago in 2018. And it was co-directed by Rich Moore and another person who was a writer in Zootopia. And I think Moana. Uh, but I don't remember his name. Let me just Google Bill it. Johnson? Yeah, him. Rich Moore wasn't the only director in this movie. Let's dive in into our very recent memories of uh, Wi-Fi Ralph. Oh, sorry, I call it Wi-Fi Ralph. <laughs> Let's dive okay, in. Can I say something yeah. about that? Okay, yeah, yeah. we already commented it, but like, it's weird because usually, like, Ralph breaks the internet sounds like a, a like a title that would be in Spanish and Wi-Fi Ralph because it's record Wi-Fi. It sounds like it, and in Spanish, it's like Ralph, the one that. Rex, so it's like, oh, okay, so it's, it's going, it's going to be long, and it's going to break another thing. So it makes sense that that's the title in Spanish. It's weird. It's very I'm weird. Just, yeah. It <laughs> it really confuses me, like to this day, as you can tell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about it. Let's uh, just share some of our memories that are very recent because it was like no long ago. So ten. Yeah. Okay, so I really enjoyed this film to the point where after I watched it with my aunt, who said that's not very good, I defended it wholeheartedly. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, you don't understand. (laughs) You don't get it. You don't understand. Okay, so I I watched it on Black Friday, um, right after Thanksgiving dinner. No, I was actually on Thanksgiving because Black Friday happens the next day. But I watched it after Thanksgiving dinner because Disney always releases an animated film on Thanksgiving or during Thanksgiving week. So I have, I've had this tradition for seven years when I lived in the U.S. was that I would have Thanksgiving dinner with my, with my family and then I would go watch an animated film with my aunt at 10 o'clock at the latest showtime because 
our theater was right next to a very big outlet. So I would get my parking by the theater. I would watch my movie at 10 to 10 to 12 a.m. And by the time I got out of the theater with my aunt, we would go to Black Friday shopping because and I could just walk. So I already had my parking space because I could just walk to the theater. So that was like my tradition that I've had for seven years. And I did it for Rise of the Guardians. That was the first time I did it. And it like I loved Rise of the Guardians so much. And that was my first with my aunt. You don't get it. <laughs> Because she was like, that was so weird. Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Can I hijack on your experience? What? Can I hijack on your on your experience for a second? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2012 was also the start of my tradition, which is uh, like each day after Christmas, like the 26th, I go by myself, like the first show in the theater, and I go to the movies by myself and watch the latest animated film. And that Aww. started also like in 2012 and it was Ralph and then I got out and then I realized that there was a show in For Rise of the Guardians and I got right back in by ah! myself again. <laughs> I love that. And that I happened that up until I think last year, which I was in Orlando. So, I <laughs> know, oh, wait, that was it. Wait, wait, no. No, you came back. No, we, no, it was 2017 and we were in California. That's why I didn't do that then. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But okay, go go back. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Um so it's funny that we have the same tradition. I love that. <laughs> But yeah, I yeah, the first one was with the Rise of the Guardians and I I was doing that for seven years straight and um and I <laughs> I got out and I no, actually when I first watched it, I was completely like just enraptured with it because The same struggles that Ralph went through, I went through very recently with one of my best friends. Like it's, our, we're on good, we're on decent terms right now, but we're, our friendship has kind of, <laughs> kind of gone down. But it's fine. You get over that kind of stuff. But that, like it, that's why it hit me to my core because the relationship issues. It, it was. Ex I was Ralph basically. Like I was really Ralph. I was very codependent and very clingy, and I couldn't. I couldn't. It was hard for me to, to like have her have different relationships. It was very bad. I'm exposing myself right now, but I understand like what I did wrong there. So that, but that's why that message like really hit me in my hearts, <laughs> all my hearts. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, and when we got out of it, my aunt was like, "Oh wow, that was really bad," <laughs> or not oh. really bad, but she was like, "Yeah, I didn't enjoy that very much." And I was, I was trying to like like showcase to her like the message how it's very good for kids to watch and how it's like I, I think that's very important and I thought it was done well so um that was all my arguments to her and I really enjoyed the film and I think like having it be on a holiday having it be my tradition with my family having after I just had Thanksgiving dinner and it was like a really good time and I really resonated with the message and I love Wreck-It Ralph so I think all of that combined I wasn't really able to see how this message was executed but now so it, that's for later in the in the yeah. recording but yeah but I I was very I loved it a lot when I first watched it and I can say watching it now back to back with Rick and Ralph, it's, I can, I can see, I can separate myself from the feelings. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, but um, I, I really enjoyed it. But it's really funny. It's really funny having this realization because that Christmas, that Thanksgiving, that 
that time was I think the same time where I realized like I don't really like Black Friday. Like I think oh, I think that might have been the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that might have been the same time because I did the because I always did Black Friday. I always got I get my running I get my running shoes like on sale oh, and I get the stuff that I need for for cheap and I was like it's great. But I think that Thanksgiving I was just like wow this is really gross. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it's I was just really like really American it's so gross I was just like seeing oh it's piles and piles of unused clothes piles and piles of clothes that don't need to be made that they're selling at a very cheap price and it just brings out the worst in people and I was like oh my god <laughs> this is kind of terrible so yeah I think after that like I because I usually leave the outlet at 4 a.m but I think we left at like 11 like uh, no at 1 a.m like I couldn't even do an hour of it like it was just it was too much. So it's interesting having this realization right now of Wreck-It Ralph 2 and also it being the same time <laughs> I had, like, a realization about Black Friday and capitalism. I was like, things I loved. But I'm no. like, oh. <laughs> oh. More intense, more intense negative feelings about Black Friday. But Yeah, yeah, definitely. Same, same concept. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, that, those are my general feelings about Wreck-It Ralph 2, what I had. Okay. So now we have found ourselves in a very interesting situation because Andy. I was going to ask you. Andy's and I's, Andy and I's memories of this are the exact same because we went to see it together. <laughs> so do you want to tell the story? <laughs> or do you? I was going. Okay, maybe I can tell like the first half. Did you <laughs> give us a context? What were okay, we I will give the emotionally in, in that exactly. day? Exactly. Okay, so it was 2018. We were starting the podcast. Can you believe it's been two years? Like, I like I remember making that tweet of oh, like break the internet is today. Okay, so um, Gina and I went to a music festival, which is like the best music festival that has ever been. Yeah, like I've ever been in my life. Yes, and we it almost died. We, I fainted, yeah. like I, I straight up fainted, and the people had to catch me. <laughs> just remember that it was like the biggest crowd I've ever been. Like maybe the top is like the Rise of the Resistance boarding group thing, yeah. but like top was was Corona was Corona festival. Oh my god, it was Corona. It was. It's called. I was. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, I have just completely forgotten that the meaning of Corona is now forever changed after but yeah oh the God. festival the music festival is called corona capital yeah <laughs> so this was the corona when crowds were expected when okay. crowds could exist <laughs> oh my god so uh, this was like the like the biggest thing that we went to for it was imagine dragons also panic at the disco but imagine dragons was like the headliner and we stood there for like maybe like what was it like ten hours? hours. I, I think it was more. It I was think like it was like about twelve, 12. hours. We were standing for twelve hours. Yeah, wow. waiting for them to waiting for them to come out because we weren't in that good uh, like a good spot, and we kind we kind of got it like we we weren't even like in the first row. Okay, but <laughs> that's like details. Uh, zero like the song had just came out. Yeah. So it was like a, it was really emotional. In like the first time that I that I listened to it, it I was like, okay, this is like my favorite song ever, <laughs> and to this day, it still is my favorite Imagine Dragons song. So it was like a lot of things that connected us to the movie, also because we were together and we usually don't spend all that 
that long of time together. So there was was going to be like the Disney movie that we go, they were going to watch like together in the same living in the same city together, right? So it was all these emotions, and then we got to watch it. And I don't know if you want to start. Uh, yeah, talking about at that. that. At that time, I was living in Monterrey. I was doing a semester um, there, and it was it's the city that it lives in, and we just not spent anymore. every day. Well, not anymore. Uh, <laughs> details, uh, but we were <laughs> basically in that moment in our lives where we were just like so happy because we got to hang out every single day. We just came out from the we we just came back from that concert and like two days. Like, Day, days later, it was uh, Ralph Breaks Internet. And Andy lost her voice during the concert. <laughs> she could not speak. Literally no sounds were able to come out of her. <laughs> it was super cold. And I'm, I don't know why every time that I get like a really, really bad like infection, I, I lose my voice. And also, I like maybe I scream more than I should have. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That, that was probably <laughs> more than the cold. I was cold too. And I didn't lose my voice. Um, but yeah, it was a Friday and we were literally the only two people in the theater, uh, the first time that we watched it. And we were so excited because as Andy said, it was the first time that we were going to be able to see a Disney movie for the first time together. And I think that paired up with the Imagine Dragons thing, paired up with the fact that, um, I wasn't going through as much a, a parallel with Ralph as you, Tammy, but I remember like having this conversation with my friends back home later that mm-hmm. they they thought about me when they watched it because they were, oh. because they were just like oh. we we miss you so much because you've been gone for months now, uh, but oh. we know that you're there because you want to be there and because you you know you want to go study and blah 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 and we just need to learn that you're not going to be around for some time. And Aww. like, I was just so, so touched by that. And yeah, but yeah, back to the moment we were watching it. I remember Andy and I were just geeking out. We were just <laughs> feeling, we were feeling our oats. It was just so <laughs> emotional for us. And being the major princess stance that we are, when the princess scenes came out, we were, I was screaming and Andy was attempting to scream, but she couldn't <laughs> because she had no voice. But I was like, oh my God, can you believe it? Are you seeing? Like, I was just losing my mind. We were both losing our minds. And we were so in love with Shank. Shank was like the best thing. We were laughing. I am still in love with Shank. Yeah. 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 And I just, like, the biggest memory I have of that theater experience is like at the climax of the movie where the princesses, spoiler alert, oh save Ralph, and they do this whole thing where the music from each princess is coming oh. and going. We were like having like spasms. We were like, <laughs> we were losing our minds. Like I remember, I don't know if it was you or it was me, but we ended up like in the floor at one point. We were like, oh my uh, God. I stopped running the stairs, girl. Yes, I like <laughs> because you couldn't scream. You, you had to let out your emotions in some way. So you were like, oh my God. And you just like went to the floor and just ran. Because we were the only That's... people there. So we just took advantage of that. And That's amazing. It was the most fun I think I've ever had in a movie <laughs> me theater. Me too. and I think that made me and made us like really uh, fall in love with that movie with this movie um, at that time and I I even got uh, the because at the theater they were selling Vanellope and Ralph keychains 
mm-hmm. and I got the rough keychain. And I think you got the Penelope one, right? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so that was also another thing. Like we were, so, I still have that keychain in my in my keys. <laughs> it's so cute. And yeah, so just as far as memories go, I have a really great memory of like my first experience with Ralph. I think we went to see it once more in the theaters. And yeah. then you just reminded me uh, of of camera or <laughs> of Mike, I, I should say, uh, that we watched it with your mom, I think last year uh, when I went to visit you when I went to visit over to your hometown. And so, yeah, I think uh, so far my experience with Ralph Wiggs Internet has been a very emotional one. And I haven't been able, I hadn't been able to just sit down and watch it like critic, critically and like really watching and paying attention, like with no emotions attached to it until mm-hmm. I watched it for the podcast. And uh, like no spoilers, but <laughs> just segueing into the next thing, I do feel like I have a more critical view of it now than I did back when it first came out. So with that said, <laughs> we should probably go ahead and start talking about it unless you have something else to add, Andy. Uh, just same to everything that you said. <laughs> I think maybe <laughs> I watched it again, like maybe once or twice after, but I think I still got the hype then. Because I've never, I've actually never done, done the marathon, like watching Rocket mm-hmm. Ralph and then watching uh, Ralph Rings the internet. So it, it was an experience. Yeah, yep. I should say so. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's move on to actually talk about the movie now. So, let's do a quick recap. As I said, Ralph Rick's Internet came out in 2018. The whole cast, I think, came out. I think the only person who didn't was... Uh, I forget the name of this actress. She plays. She played at Disgust on Inside Out. Millie Kaling. Yeah, she played Tafira in the first movie. But she didn't come back for this one uh, for Ah, unknown reasons. And, oh, I should also, I just want to point out before we get into the movie. I love Fixit Felix. He's so adorable. I just, like, I I was in love with him back in 2012. I I remember that face of yours. Yeah, I I just, I adore, like, now that I'm older, I feel like I lean into the dark, broody stereotype more. But back then, I just had this phase where I was, like, so into the good boys. Oh, And Aww. Felix is the goodest boy ever. And I was, <laughs> he I is love the goodest him. boy. Okay. I love him. Wait, I have yeah. a question. I'm about to cry over Fixed Felix. <laughs> is Wreck-It is, is Ralph a himbo? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay. Let's go through the points. Is he stupid? Beefy. Maybe? I would say break the internet. Ralph is stupid, but Wreck-It Ralph okay. isn't. Yeah. Okay. So Wreck-It Ralph and Wreck-It Ralph is a hunk. Yes. And in Wreck-It Ralph, in in Wreck in Ralph Breaks Internet is a himbo. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. And Fix-It Felix is a decent man. Yes, he's a decent. No, man. but he's not stupid. But he's not stupid. He's just <laughs> cute. But he's very kind. Well, let's say stupid slash pure cute. <laughs> okay okay I, that just when you started uh fawning of or fix it felix that just it, i just started remembering the categories because you're the one that shared yeah. it <laughs> that was very fun 
people don't know what we're talking about and I can't explain it so that's just don't <laughs> uh, continue, continue, but yeah, I, continue I just I was in love and I'm still kind of low-key in love with Pixie because like I just feel like I don't Aww. know I, I connected with him so much he's a, the most adorable and every time that he I watch is. it like I love just seeing him and like the little details in the animation that they give him like he takes off his hat when he's talking to other people and he puts Aww. it back up and the way that he holds on to his hammer to try to protect Vanellope at one point and like uh, uh, and that moment in the trailer like the first uh, Ralph movie where he's like I'm gonna wreck it and he hammers the the jail bars and they go bigger and he's like why do i, I fix that. everything i touch and he can't curse and like i think he says i don't have to do boo excuse my party mouth yeah i love that so much or like you just give me that's just the honey glow in my cheeks i love that you're so a dynamite much. gal i love fixing i and i love his dance in celebration, the way that he did. Oh. He's adorable. He's the most adorable it's like little a- man that Disney has ever made. And I love his relationship with Calhoun. And uh. I I say this just because I want you to know how much I love Felix. But also, I think it's going to uh, also come in later when I talk about what I feel about this movie. Okay, so let's start. <laughs> so, Ralph Vegas Internet. Uh, happens exactly six years after Wrecked Ralph, which is the same amount of time that has passed since, like, between 2012 and 2018. And by this point, Ralph and Vanellope have just made their friendship a lot stronger. They have become in- become inseparable. Every night after the arcade closes, um, they spend the night just going into other games and talking and having these very deep conversations. Like, there's this moment where they're in a football game, I guess, and Vanellope says something along the lines of, did you ever think about the fact that we're just a bunch of ones and zeros just floating around (laughs) in an infinite space and that our lives, I don't know, she goes on to talk about, like, the meaning of virtual life, and I'm like, damn, the movie just started. (laughs) And... It goes very deep, very fast. And it, it doesn't go deeper than that after that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so at one moment, um, Vanellope is talking about that she is kind of tired of Sugar Rush, I think it's at this moment. And that she really likes it, but she's kind of bored by it because every single level has been un- unlocked and there's no new tracks and she's getting a little um, tired of it. And Ralph doesn't understand why she feels that way because he's like, we, we live like the best life ever. We go to work on day and we get to, s- to spend the nights uh, together and like, how is that not the greatest thing you've ever heard? Like the, the only thing that would make it better is that we if we didn't have to work. And... Vanellope is like, okay, let's just agree to disagree. And Ralph just goes immediately, but I don't want to disagree. And Vanellope goes, it's just a way of saying that we don't have to like see eye to eye on this. And so we don't have to, to discuss and fight. And Ralph goes, I don't want to fight. And at this moment, we're just seeing how Ralph, through these six years, has become very, very dependent and very um, clingy to Vanellope. And that's mainly what it's going to drive the whole movie. So the day comes, the arcade opens, and they go back to their games. But Ralph is like, okay, so if Vanellope is bored, 
What I'm gonna do is go to Sugar Rush and create a new track for her so she will not be bored and she will be happy again to spend, you know, her time with me. He goes and does that. He creates a new track and this track's Vanellope. She's being played by a real human and she all of a sudden takes a right turn and the girl playing her is like, what the fuck is going on? And Vanellope is just like enjoying their new track and everything, but as the human girl is trying to control her, I think her name is, um, what's the name of the girl? Swati. I was like, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, but she has a really pretty name, I think. Uh, Swati. So she is trying to fight Vanellope, and sh- at one point she, she moves the wheel too hard, and it comes off. It, it comes off. It breaks. The game stops, and everyone is like, what is going on? What did you do? And everyone is, and Ralph is like, don't worry about it. Lidwalk is going to fix it and everything's going to be okay. We're going to go back in no time. But <laughs> Mr. Lidwalk is like, oh, I would fix, I would try to um, fix it. But the company that sold Sugar Rush doesn't exist anymore. And the kids in the arcade are like, oh, don't worry. We can find it on the internet. And they just go into their phones and they're like, and Lidwalk <laughs> goes, I don't think you're going to find it. I found it. And there's like one wheel on ebay and it's two hundred dollars so litwak says i don't have that money that's more money than than sugar rush makes in a year i guess we're just gonna have to like put it off service and at this moment litwak unplugs the game and as we know from their last movie unplugging the game means that you know the characters who are still in there are gonna disappear so they just run off to game um, what's the name of the station? Game Central Station? Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, they run off, they exit the game, and now everyone is homeless, and everyone starts freaking out because they don't know what they're going to do. And now everyone in Sugar Rush, including the little um, background characters, now they don't have a home and they don't have a game. And Vanellope now is even more sad because even if she was bored by her game, it gave her some kind of meaning. And that night, she is spending the night at Wreck-It Ralph. I mean, not, not Wreck-It Ralph. Um, Fix-It Felix Jr. That's the name of the game. And Ralph is like, you just won the lottery. You don't have to work anymore. And Vanellope is trying to explain that she doesn't feel that way because she wanted to be a... She, she still wanted to be a, a racer because if she's not a racer, what am I? She asks him. And he goes well, you're my best friend. And Vanellope says, well, that's not enough. And Ralph gets, like, offended. He's like, what do you mean that's not enough? And Vanellope, like, apologizes, but she's like, um, I didn't mean it that way, but I I just need some time, and she goes away. And Ralph goes, okay, I guess I'll see you at Tapper's later. And that's it. And then we <laughs> get a little scene where the racers are at Felix and Calhoun's house (laughs) and they're trying to find a home for the racers but no one wants to take them because they're a bunch (laughs) of rats (laughs) and Calhoun just takes Felix's hands and she goes I know we even we haven't talked about it but this seems like the kind of decision that you make like out of a sudden without thinking about it and they just go we are gonna give you sanctuary (laughs) and oh the little man what's what's his name the little blue man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like, know his name. The immigration guy. I don't know. <laughs> He's yeah, not well. immigration. He's 
Oh, well, the costumes person. Close enough. Cop person. Close enough. The blue person. The blue man. Um, takes him takes him away and he's like, can I talk to you for a moment? And he does the most, the funniest thing, I think, in this movie. He does <laughs> this really this really funny movement and he goes, I know you want to spice things up, but <laughs> adopting 15 children is not the kind of spice that you want. That's a hilarious line and I, I laugh every single time. But, and Felix and Calhoun are like, what are you talking about? These are just lambs who need, um, a pastor to guide them <laughs> and yeah so they adopt them but then their realization sinks into Felix that he just adopted 15 children and they start wrecking the apartment and they're like uh I I don't know if we, <laughs> if we made the best decision uh but later that day Ralph is at Tappers where they only sell um root beer because I guess beer is not suitable e for a PG yeah so they only sell root beer, and Ralph is there waiting for Vanellope, and he even he even goes to Tapper and he asks, "Hey Tapper," and Tapper just goes to him and he's like, "No, Ralph, I have not seen Vanellope since the last <laughs> time you asked me thirty seconds ago," and he's like, uh, "Okay," and he has a a root beer next to him that he's waiting for Vanellope, and but and then Felix comes in and he sits next to him. He drinks the beer that Ralph had saved. For Vanellope, he drinks it and he goes, Eeyo boy. <laughs> oh, God, that moment. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's a really funny moment because before that, um, Felix is like, I just became a father of 15 children. Isn't that a blessing? <laughs> Hello, I am. This is going to be great. We're going to have. Yeah, um, me Calhoun uh, yeah. and Felix's. Yeah. Like, being uh, parents, I wanted uh, to, I wanted to talk about that like later, but yeah, I am very disappointed that we we did not get to see that. No, you know what? I actually I was watching it and was like, I don't know how I would have felt if they had that because it's just like such 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 a removed like story. Mm. And I I feel like when that happens in movies, it's really jarring. Is one of the criticisms, but I think it's more like a TV show thing. Like this, if yeah. this was a TV show and you had like this other storyline that just like comedy, it's okay. But I actually feel like it wasn't the it was the right call to not have it in the movie. Just have it like a guy, a gag at the end. I okay, agree. I I think my main problem is not that oh that they didn't include the Felix and Calhoun raising the children part, but I think that was not the story that I wanted for them. I think I really mm -hmm. wanted Calhoun and Felix to be part of the adventure. Like when they announced uh, the second uh, Rick Graf movie, I was like, oh yeah, we're going to get to see now that they are like together and they're a team. We are oh, going to yeah. get to see Felix and Calhoun and Ralph and Vanellope like go on an adventure together. But, you know, I guess they made the, they made the decision that the movie had to be about Ralph and Vanellope again. And there was just no place for Felix and Calhoun anymore. And I think that's, yeah. that's sad. I mean, I do like the new characters that they bring in, but I just really love Felix. That's why I mentioned it earlier. Um, and I wanted to see <laughs> more of him. And that was really like a little mm, disappointment in that regard. But anyway, so Felix is like, I just became a father of 15. Isn't that a blessing? And then he just chucks the beer. <laughs> And he goes, yo boy. And then they have this whole back and forth 
of uh. them going, Eo boy, e e boy. And then it's just Ralph trying to remember what the kid in the arcade said. And he's like, oh, eBay, that's where they said the the wheel is gonna be and it's and it's in the internet and we're just gonna go to the internet and find that eBay and get that wheel for Vanellope so that she will not be sad anymore. And she and he goes he goes and gets Vanellope and they go and try to um crash into the internet that is very heavily secured by the blue man and <laughs> they manage to distract him very easily. And they just cross over and they get into the internet. Um, we get this really cute scene with Litwak trying to plug to um trying to connect the internet, and then when he finally does, they are transported into the magical, amazing virtual world of the internet. And I will give the movie that the building like the setting of the internet is so amazing. It's mm -hmm. visually, mm -hmm. it's outstanding. And I just, I'm so amazed about the amount of, of little like icons and oh, logos God. that they have to create for that scene. And like I the hope whole that movie. people got paid well because yeah. those are a lot of things. A lot of I like sites they created and like, For every site that you create, you have to create a logo and something that, mm -hmm. you know, a little copy that will tell you what it is. And oh gosh. it's just a, re it, it shows that there's a lot of creative work behind it. And it's, and I feel like it goes by so fast. Like I was watching it with my boyfriend and we were like literally like pausing to really be able to get, to grasp at the whole of it because like it just goes by And if you blink, you miss some of the some of the details. So I think yeah. it's a great movie uh, to watch at home and to be able to pause it and really be able to, you know, appreciate the details that they added because, uh, you know, the people that work the background <laughs> uh, things don't yeah. get acknowledged. But they did an amazing work, especially in this scene, in this like in this introductory scene for the internet. So they get, they go into the internet, they find this like beautiful place. Wait, can I yeah. add something on there? Yeah. It's okay. Um, what really stood out to me was the Twitter tree. And like, it made me like, like shudder for a second. because it was like all these cute birds sharing tweets. And I'm like, those birds will turn into rapid uh, monsters evil. in like a second. I was like, like the little Twitter tree. I was like, oh my God. That is so scary. <laughs> But I decided to say that because it was like so terrifying. I actually uh, want to say that I don't know how they could have done like this internet version better. I actually think that it's really, it's really cute. Even when, when you go uh, throughout the rest of the movie, like everything they had to like design and they had to bring that to an animated form that but in a way that it was like funny like how do you transport okay so this kind of car goes like forms around you and then takes you to the side and then like the the ads mm -hmm. are just like people like in the streets that trying to sell you things it's really it's really it's fun actually i don't know It's rare because I, as we're watching it now, like it's almost two years since the movie came out, maybe like a year and a half, and all of those logos are still current. 
but I don't know mm. how they how that will turn out like even in a year or in a few months because when I was watching it I was like okay I don't, I'm afraid this is going to get cringy like in the sense of because like every story that deals with the internet gets cringy uh, <laughs> later on because the internet just changes so fast and it's like it's internet culture it's gonna become outdated yeah yeah and it this is going to be kind of uncomfortable so maybe I would just like watch this movie as long as I can like through like next year or something and not only because of that because I don't know like I don't know how they did how they did it to get like sponsorships for those sites or for those companies or something but I don't know maybe if one gets bankrupt or doesn't exist and it's I don't know like maybe eBay later doesn't exist and in 20 years how will this movie like hold on since like eBay is like a big part of this movie <laughs> I actually, like, maybe, I mean, compared to other movies that deal with this internet stuff in kind of an, like, edgy, fun way, this is, like, the best one. Yeah. Because it hasn't, it doesn't have a lot of competition because it usually is really <laughs> sad. <laughs> yeah. I think what this movie has going for it is that they do it in a very creative way. And, like, I feel like the the most... Like, what I worry about about most at this point is, like, the logos are going to change eventually. Yes. Because just... every company changes their logo every other year. So, like, right now, those logos are still um up up to date, but that will not be the case down the like line. Google. At some point, the logos are going to change. Yeah. And like, they have a, a, a whole scene, like, in the Google Tower. And, like, they have a fight scene on Pinterest. It was like, is Pinterest going to hold up like in the next ten years? Who knows? Uh huh. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think like they took a gamble, but yeah, yeah. I feel like <laughs> what I can only uh, I can only put it in the way that it's a very Gen Z movie. I don't know if you guys felt that. I don't think it was a Gen Z movie. I think it was a movie that was desperately trying to. To appeal to Gen Z. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, that, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, they're trying to get to that. Like, they didn't have TikTok. How are they going to make this movie current? <laughs> did TikTok <laughs> exist in 2018? No, I, I don't think so. I think it was musically. Maybe it did, uh, but it wasn't as popular. Like, yeah. I, I, and, I, and I know I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but like, no, like now that you mentioned it, yeah, um, Wreck-It Ralph was made for the love of video games. Ralph Breaks the Internet was made to be current. I guess. In because some even Wreck-It Ralph, Wreck Ralph in 2012, it was, an, it was about an arcade. Like, yes. arcades are not anymore. Yeah, and they relied more on, like, the retro games and, like, those mm -hmm. games that have been around for years and, like, are a mm -hmm. part of pop culture. So that And they're classic. Like, Twitter isn't classic. Yeah. Pinterest isn't classic. Fandango isn't classic. Yeah. And they spend the most most of the first movie like in the in the original worlds like Sugar Rush, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that even if like down the line, you know, for some reason, let's say that Sonic becomes a very obscure video game character that no one remembers, like that's still not gonna matter because it, it's not mm -hmm. like he, he he plays a very big role, you know. And, yeah. And I I was gonna say something else. Oh, I 
something I do not, and I didn't like this ever since the first time I watched it. I don't like the inclusion of the YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Like I think oh, the first, God. the first one that jumps out at me is Miranda Sings, and because yeah. I really do not like her. Uh, I mean. I, I don't know who they are, but I, I noticed there were cameos. Like, I didn't know yeah. who they were, but they were, like, on the screen for a few seconds. That made me realize that it was a cameo, yeah. and I hate that. I hate... What is the purpose of it? I mean, who are you appealing with your kids? They're trying to appeal to the Gen Z, but... But Gen Z are... are they're intelligent. They know when these things happen, and they're not gonna buy it. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, can't, just, I can't believe yeah. this team doing that. Like, in 20... In 2018, there's, they were doing that. That doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I will believe maybe it's because Jennifer Lee wasn't in the project anymore. But I think she <laughs> would have called bullshit on that. Yeah. I think it was more like, oh, we're making a movie about the internet. So we need to have some internet personalities in there. And like the biggest internet personalities are usually YouTubers. But uh, internet personalities go away in like two years. Yeah. So I guess that's why they don't really like name them. Like... It's not like, oh, this is Miranda Sings. This is just uh, a random human character that just happens to look like Miranda Sings. But if you don't really know who Miranda Sings is, then, you know, you can still watch it and be like, it doesn't really matter. But if you know who she is, like, you get it. Um, Mm. But still, I feel like they're a little, like, they're not necessary. And because I really don't like Miranda Sings, I feel like, (laughs) and that's like the first big cameo. And I'm like, hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't think that's that. I just should have done that. And, but okay. And like, not to get too much into it, but because I follow dra- I dra- I drama channels, I follow that. Like, and I think she got into a scandal recently. Oh no! About you being inappropriate with um one of her younger fans. Like not oh, like not no. in like, like not in like not in like you know like I it's it's see it's a very gray area. Like it's not in a like illegal way, but it's like she's. Like, I guess the gist of it was, like, she sent him, like, lingerie that she was opening, like, as a gift bag. And as a joke, he, um, in the live stream, he was like, can you send that to me? And then, you can cut this out if you want. But, like, I'm just saying, like, you know, like, she, and then she made a whole apology saying, like, that was part of a joke. I just thought it was really funny at the time, and I didn't realize how inappropriate it was, you know? And, like, it was, like, a big thing a couple months ago, I think. And it was just, that doesn't age well. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah, actually, that, that was going to be one of my points that out of all celebrities, maybe YouTubers are the most propensed to have like a scandals put up about them and be like canceled or something. Yeah. So, uh, can you imagine if they put like Shane Dawson or no, something like that? There? Been, that oh, the no. movie would be dead. Oh, oh, yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Okay, yeah. move on, move on, please. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Uh, oh, also, I just wanted to uh, mention the little, like, uh, avatars. Like, the people, like, the humans uh, navigating the, the internet are, like, little me's that look like Funko Pops. And they walk so funny. Like, I was just paying attention <laughs> to the background uh, me characters, and they walk, like, so weird. But they're so hilarious. Um, they're cute. I like them. I want like mine. The, one of the... Oh, sorry. No, I just said that I want mine. I want one that looks like me. <laughs> no, actually, one of my favorite things about the original Rocket Ralph, it was the animation on the Nicelanders. Like how they walked. Yes. I know, I it's love those awesome. two. Like, like it, how they ran when they were when they were so panicking. That was adorable. <laughs> yes. I love that yeah, so and much. I, 
I just love that Fixie Felix world because everything was pixelated, even like the cream of the cake when it got yes. destroyed. It was pixels! It was amazing! And I really enjoyed those details, and I don't know if I can talk about that now. Just about, do. Because it's visual style. Yeah, okay. But, um, I mean, it's different because it's in the internet. Of course, of course, it's not going to be the same, but I think, like, I really enjoyed the different animation styles on the original, and because this was all more cohesive. Uh, I love the setting of the, of the internet, but, like, Aside from disclaiming, oh wow, this is impressive, like nothing except for like 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 the little knees. Like you know they walk they walk funny, everything was kind of normal. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like kind of that spark like kind of went away. And also other thing that I wanted to say is that the score is by Henry Jackman. And I love Henry Jackman and I also I actually love the original record Ralph score I it's love so it good. I love the whole soundtrack it's and amazing. I love all of the songs yes. yes and like when the movie started like this one like breaks the internet started and it was like the theme from the record Ralph movie like when when it presents the arcade for the first time like in the original it was like so emotional and I realized this doesn't come up again ever maybe until the end because it's the song over the arcade I mean it makes sense but I kind of miss it <laughs> it's <laughs> It's a big part of what makes me really nostalgic about that movie. I don't know. <laughs> okay, continue. Yeah, so let's try to speedrun it. So yeah. they are like, okay, we don't know where we are. This place is huge. And let's just try to find the Eoboy thing. And they run into this. What's the name of the little purple guy? Knows more. Knows more. Knows more. So he goes it's like to, Google. Yeah, they go over to this guy who's called Nosemore, who's adorable. And he's basically a very um, <laughs> intellectual Google. He's a search um, engine. tool engine. And they go over to him and they start asking him something. And they start talking and he's automatically trying to finish their sentences. And I think I, I just find that so hilarious. I think Nosemore is also one of my favorite things about this movie. I think like like the whole uh, concept of his character is so good, and yeah, I just love the way that he tries to finish their sentences and he's trying to to guess what they're gonna say, which is exactly what a search engine does. <laughs> and Ralph is trying to achieve like to get to eBay, and then Vanellope just goes, uh, he she just goes for a sh- sugar rush wheel eBay and the. Just the one result appears. I love how how Nosemore gets like like so shaky while he's trying to, he's <laughs> doing the search, and just the one result comes up, and they click it, and this little cart pops up, and I love how it it encloses uh, Ralph and like it just bends his his neck in a very unusual <laughs> way because he's just so big he doesn't fit in the cart, and. They say thank you to Nosemore, which is important because he never gets the thanks Aww. that he deserves. Mm-hmm. And they go over to eBay where they uh, meet a bunch of pop-up ads. They're, they're hilarious. I love that. I love those. I, I think yeah. Also one That's of the best things. It's like, hot moms want to know you. And <laughs> these 15 uh, child actors went to prison. The number six will amaze you. I know. I was surprised 
of the ads they included to be quite honest with you yes yeah yes but there's I those mean, are hot moms is essential those are the exact <laughs> ads that you get on the internet they are like they didn't they didn't switch it up a bit no <laughs> and i love like the ad blocker thing like it's a yes. bodyguard yeah <laughs> and they just push them it made it made me feel bad about using ad blocker uh, yeah <laughs> oh no yeah, and there's and there's one pop up that is, do you wanna be rich playing video games? But he's the one that gets pushed over and he falls over, and this is the moment where Ralph and Vanalpi get into eBay and they <laughs> they're trying to find uh, the video game sections, and they're looking over at the sections and they <laughs> Vanalpi says something like some kind of weird baby clothes called lingerie. <laughs> I don't know who she says that, but it's so funny. And it's like lingerie, literally. And they find the video game section. And they are they find the wheel. And the, the way that eBay works, like in the movie, is very funny. Like the, all the me's are gathered around like the item. And there's like one... Like a real auction. Yeah, like an auction. Yeah. And there's one uh, little virtual person that's like... Someone gives me a hundred, someone give me a hundred and five, and they just go until like the item is sold. And there's a bunch of really weird items, like the chip that has the face of Beyonce. That's hilarious. Uh, but if you also, this is a great scene to pause because there's a lot of uh, items being sold in the background that are very interesting. Um, so they find a wheel and they don't know how the thing works. So they just think that whoever says the highest number wins. And there's only one person trying to bid for the wheel uh, um, at the same time. And I think by the time they get they get there, the bid is at like, I don't know, 200, 200 something dollars. And they just go 205, 207, 210. And then Vanellope just goes like a thousand. And then Ralph goes a thousand and two hundred, two thousand, three thousand. And they just go at it like... Vanellope and Ralph just go at it until they reach twenty-seven thousand and one, and that's it. That so and that's when the bit, that's when the auction finishes, and they're like, "Okay, item sold to the hobo without shoes for twenty-seven thousand and one dollars." And they get this little receipt, and they they get told to get over to like to process. And once they get there, they the person asks, "How are you gonna pay? How are you gonna pay for your?" your product and like pay <laughs> and they had no idea that what they were actually getting into was a debt of twenty of twenty seven thousand and one dollars that was and so cringy yes and he left his wallet at home with the other wallets and it's just a in his very, wallet room <laughs> it's a very awkward scene um so, i just like it's just uh, like i knew that was going to happen yeah. And it was so frustrating. Like, I hate when characters are stupid. Yeah, it I was know. a very stupid thing. It was a problem they didn't need. <laughs> and I know we're going to get into it, like, later when we're talking about our opinions. But I think, like, one of the biggest, like, issues with the movie is that it's literally a MacGuffin movie. Like, the wheel is the MacGuffin. And they have nothing else. Like, that's the only thing that's driving the plot through the movie like they need to get a wheel and because they were stupid and they got in debt at Ugh. ebay now they need to get the money and and they mm -hmm. have like three days before uh lead is gonna you know 
throw away Sugar Rush or something. And so it's a very basic, like, plot, like, uh, time limit and the MacGuffin and everything else that Which, happens. Which, when you compare it, yeah, when you, yes. com- when you watch the two movies back to back, it's it's a really striking... It really, yes, yep. it really pokes at you, like, yeah, this is not the same like, movie that wow. I watched. Yeah. And actually, okay, I was going to say that I don't know if you guys have, mm, I don't know, like realized this or something, but something that I noticed is like more than half of the Disney movies of the revival, or not like the Disney movies, like also the Pixar movies on this past decade are like road trips, kind of like Tangled, mm. Moana, Frozen even, everything is like a journey. Yeah. And Rickerolf was one of the only ones that wasn't. Like, had a, like, a kind of unique, like, a, I mean, all the story structures are kind of the same, you know that. But yeah, kind of original. And this one, like you said, yeah. I, I At the moment that they, they were talking about the steering wheel, I thought, oh, okay. So they're going to have to get the money for that, how they're going to get it. And I was like, oh, okay, so this is the plot. They have they have to get, and I was like, oh, okay, they're going to take some time to get it. And it was like, yeah, that that's exactly what happened. So yeah. we know what we're going to do for the rest of the movie, at least. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's get into that um, once we get to talk about the movie. So now they're trying to find a, a way to pay the steering wheel. And I remember the pop-up ad that was like, um, do you want to get rich playing video games and they go to him and they and he's like really surprised and like oh you you, you wanna do you wanna oh okay uh, so click here and we'll take you to my site and they do and the, another card comes up but it's like really rusty and it's like falling apart and because ralph is so big it's like limping <laughs> it's hilarious it's a really funny uh, visual gag but they go up to this really shady site and and sp- the guy, the pop-up, it's called Spamly. And Spamly goes... Spamly. Yeah, he's really cute. He goes, oh, don't worry. And it's voiced by... Sorry, it's voiced by Bill, ha- Bill, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Yeah. And it's not credited at all. It's weird. Mm. Yeah. And so Spamly goes, don't worry, we just had the antivirus come in. And then a little bug <laughs> happens, uh, just shows up in the floor. And he, like, steps on it, like, very aggressively. <laughs> I love those kinds of moments. Yeah. <laughs> like, the literal... No, and he says, oh, welcome to my website. And it's like, web, and there's a lot of webs. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so he explains that the way to get rich playing video games is that a bunch of people in the human world are going to pay uh, whoever gets them certain items from certain video games. So certain items are easier to get, so they just pay, like, $5 or $15 uh, so Vanellope asks, do you have something more lucrative? And Spamly gives them uh, something called Shank's Car from a game called Slaughter Race. And a human in the real world is going to pay $40,000 for Shank's Car. So they're like, oh, so we just got to go steal a card in a car game, which is like the thing that Vanellope is good at. Oh, that sounds easy. Let's just go and do that. So they get into the game called Slaughter Race, which is like the best and most... Um, violent racing game on the internet 
and they just look so out of place in this in this game. I love like, that. I, I love yes, that. <laughs> I love that too. Uh, this is obviously very inspired by you know Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that. Like things are exploding everywhere. It's like a post-apocalyptic city, and it's just dirt and and smoke all around. It's a very it's a very shady place. Um, so they get into a slaughter race and they find Shang's car and it's a beautiful, beautiful red car but they arrive at the same time that two human players are about to steal it So I love the design of that I love how they move uh, yeah, it's I do amazing. like how they move too <laughs> um, but before they get to do that Shang and the gang show up and they basically like obliterate them do they, is this where they use the um flamethrower yes yeah so there's this guy <laughs> called pyro and he uses the flamethrower the flamethrower on the gamers and they lose <laughs> and it's so funny because the the guy the guy player is like 72 straight hours of gaming just to get shanks card something like that like an, an insane amount of, of hours playing the game and then they just die when they're when no. they are right there and they have this really uh funny moment afterwards with Shang's gang where you realize that they're actually like pacifists and they're really like zen and one of the guys is like you know I just saw a TED talk that really inspired me and basically I don't know what they really wanted to say but what I got from it was like I respect every person's journey (laughs) I honor your journey I honor yeah it's it's very hilarious I really like uh, Shang's gang we don't get to spend a lot of time with them, but they're very funny because they are like poking at the that kind of um, not generation because not all of us, but that part of the generation that's like really like progressive, and they tr- mm-hmm. they they're trying to find a peaceful way to navigate this world, <laughs> and they watch oh, TED talks on the internet. <laughs> I love that. Well, actually, this is an important scene because this is the scene when we discover that Shank is hot. Yeah, <laughs> she's played by Gal Gadot, so we cannot not imagine all the people <laughs> living life. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Okay. She's really <laughs> Shank, Shank. Shank wouldn't do that. Shank wouldn't. <laughs> Never. Shank wouldn't. No. <clears throat> so Vanellope and Ralph get fired in because they don't know what they're gonna do because they are like really um, rude—not rude, but they're like badass people. And so they get this whole plan organized that Ralph is going to knock on the door and say that he... Like, I guess this is a callback to the original movie when he says he was with the three department. Oh. And he just knocks and he's like, oh, we just came to... I don't know. We got a call from someone and Larry picked up the phone and we came here to see if everything was all right. I don't remember exactly what he says, but the fact is... The point is that he's trying to distract Shank and the rest of the gang while Vanellope tries to steal a card. But Shank, like, notices and she discovers that he's lying. And so they realize that something's wrong. And then Vanellope just zooms straight out with um, Shank's car. And I think she runs over Ralph. And yeah. they he gets in the car as well. And now they're racing against Shank, who steals <laughs> who steals a car from the same players who are trying to steal hers. And <laughs> she's like, okay, I'm going to need this. So, And she just pushes him out of the car and takes it. 
and she goes and and is racing against Manalpi to get the car back. And eventually, she reaches them because they are not able to cross over to the exit of the game. And she gets the car back. And <laughs> there's this really hilarious moment where Ralph is crying. And he goes to Manalpi. He's like, I got this. And goes to Shank. And he's like, I'm sorry, we didn't mean to steal your car, but they were going to pay us. Uh, our real human was going to pay us money for your car, and we need it because uh, if we don't get the money, she's going to lose her game, and and, and she's, he's crying. And Shank is like, okay, okay, I appreciate this really uh, vulnerable uh, showcase of emotions, but you don't <laughs> need to cry, I understand. And so Ralph goes, oh, so you, you're going to give us your car? And she's like, absolutely not. Uh, but we are going to help you. And she records a, a video of him um, saying, a, saying, I'm going to wreck it, but they are throwing like wind at his face and he looks really And this hilarious. is when it begins. And this is where, yeah. th- where it begins. <sighs> so when it begins. So she's like, okay, I'm going to open a BossTube account. A BossTube Boss is like their version of YouTube, I guess, where um, they're going to open an account post that video and she goes if this goes viral you're gonna make a lot of money really fast and she goes i have a friend at BossTube. She, she her name is jess and she's the head algorithm over at BossTube. so you go over there you tell them shank sent you and she's gonna help you get um you know the views and the likes that you need to um can, get, get the can money I, can i just say i hate that name Jess? Yeah. <laughs> like what the what what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. It's so lazy. BuzzTube? Are you serious? Uh, BuzzTube. Right I now? thought yes. Yeah. Like no, oh, no. What oh. are the biggest things? Yes. BuzzTube I I also YouTube. don't get Yes's name. I also don't. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just I hate BuzzTube. I I just don't understand what Yes's name is. But like I mean I don't understand why that's her name. Like what? Maybe it was like Jess from Jessica or something. Okay, and it was like was like, like, oh. like like yes, we like it. I don't understand <laughs> the name. That's that's the only. And I'm just confused by the name. Yes, but BuzzTube, I hate. You know what yeah. I hate? That moment where there uh, someone goes, uh, "Oh, you you need to post it on BuzzTube," and Ralph goes, uh. "What's BuzzTube?" and one of the gang, a girl from the gang is like, oh, you don't know what BossTube is? BossTube is the site for videos. And like, you know, this really ex- exposition thing. And like, uh. yeah. I don't understand how that gets past like a lot of script revision. Like, you would believe that movies released in 2018 would not have that. I mean, yeah. it's like that part of Big Hero 6 when they're talking about their parents. And they're like, oh, little brother, remember what happened? <laughs> and the, and he was like, oh, no, I don't remember because you remember that their parents died when I was this age. It's like- yeah. Like, like, do we really need that kind of, like, big exposition? Do you, could you and not find another stupid. way to explain that to us? And, like, we're not dumb, you know? But anyway, so that happened. So now the mission is to get over to BossTube to find Yes, and so she will help them get... Uh, more views in their videos and so that they can get money from it because you know youtube is like very lucrative i mean boss tube is like a lucrative place <clears throat> so they go over to boss tube they find jess and on their way vanelope is just gushing gushing over shank she's like isn't she isn't she like the best <laughs> the coolest person ever and she's obviously so in love with shank <laughs> Like I yeah, mean, we she all got, are. like a big fat crush. It's so funny. 
and like it. And Ralph goes, tell me one thing about her that's cool. And she's like, okay, so her hair's cool, her car's cool, her name is cool, and, everything. and she just goes on and on and on. <laughs> and so, obviously, at this moment, Ralph gets jealous of Shank because Penelope has a big crush on her. <laughs> and, yeah, so that happens. So they go over to Boss Tube, um, and... They meet with Jess, who tells them that, okay, you made, you made a really great video, but if you want to keep um, being relevant, you need to keep them going. So they start making a bunch, of viral, a, a bunch of viral videos with the intention of getting more views and in, you know, and getting more money out of them. And they, we get this, like, very fast montage of Ralph doing very different kind of viral videos. Uh, he does one where he's eating a very hot uh, chili and one where he's dressed like Bob Ross and he's painting, <laughs> he's, he's doing a painting and one where he's doing like an unboxing, one where he's doing like makeup and all this time we're watching like the reaction of the human world and basically he's become like a viral sensation, like, you know, like a meme. He's basically become, a, oh, he has the one with the goat. <laughs> Uh, the screaming goat. I'm gonna say it. Can I say it? Yeah. Did, I'm not going to say what you're, what you think I'm gonna say. I'm going to say that all of these videos they give me a weird feeling. And aside from the cringe, I think I finally narrowed it down. When we finally get to the after credit scene, and I think we're going to talk about that, I could point it out. All of these videos of Ralph. And these internet situations remind me of when people put Shrek animations. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly. Because they have the same body type, and it's just as cringy, but without the without the irony, so it's kind of worse. And that's why I don't like it. <laughs> I do think they're trying I... to emulate that kind of meme, where like. Like, you know, like Shrek, that he's everywhere. And like every single meme that exists, oh, you get a version with Shrek because that's funny. And we oh, even God. like get a scene of two guys in an office. Uh, oh, and this guy has a really cool R2D2 tie, but that's <laughs> non-relevant. Uh, but he finds uh, one of the Ralph videos and he turns over to his, um, you know, office colleague. And he's like, do you remember that video game character, wreck Ralph? And so... Basically, what they're setting up is that Ralph is a character that exists, like, in a very retro way. And, like, people don't know who he is, but he hasn't been relevant for a while. And then out of It's nowhere, like when yeah. people do Sonic animations. Yeah. Like, like, those terrible CGI I think is with Shrek. That's the exact same thing. Yeah. But they're doing that in a Disney movie. This is super weird. Yeah. Uh <laughs> but now we're getting to the best part so he does all of these videos and now Jess's plan is to send a bunch of pop-ups all over the internet so more people are gonna click on them and get them more views so Vanellope wants to help and Jess gives the, gives her a pop-up and she sends her away and Ralph gets really worried and he's like where are you going? You cannot go without me. We haven't been separated in six years. I don't want anything to, bad to happen to you. And Vanellope's like, it's okay. I'm going to be fine. And they, she goes away. But Ralph is like, okay, but send her to a place that's um, 
Oh, because Jess wants to send her over to the video game part of the internet. And he's like, nope, because of course he's so possessive. He doesn't, she, he doesn't want her to be around the slaughter race uh, game. And so he's like, send her to the most um, safe and family friendly <laughs> place you can send her. And oh, what about this little pink castle over here? You know, she's a princess. She will fit right in. And she's like, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna send Penelope to allmightysnake.com. And then we get the best moment of the movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, I like unapologetically love this moment. Like all of No, us. it's okay. I, no, it's okay. It's just that okay, my my issue is not this part of the movie. Actually, I I like it because I am a sellout and I'm <laughs> proud of it. Same. But the thing that damaged this it was totally the marketing. And I think this is like a current theme with Disney movies when the marketing is so obnoxious or they show too much. And that's why people start not liking it and start like going against it. But the scenes that like these characters are in, like this prin- the princesses are in, are good and they're short. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to be the... the I, I am a Disney princesses in record Ralph apologist. <laughs> As I think we all are here. Same, I, yeah. I mean, at yeah. Regina. Okay. Yeah. I just love it how also like, just basically, oh, my Disney is like the D23 floor. Because that's <laughs> exactly how it looks like. Like the Muppets and Marvel and like in Star Wars and Pixar logos. That's like, that. that's D23. <laughs> I... I I'm sure they took, um, you know, inspiration from that. Uh, mm-hmm. So Vanellope uh, shows up at Oh My Disney and she immediately runs into a bunch of Disney characters. Like, I think the first one that she sees is Eeyore, which is fitting because we just talked about Winnie Pooh. And Yay! because she's saying like, oh my God, princesses and cartoon, like this, this is so lame. And Eeyore, that was too much. And Eeyore is like, oh, hey. <laughs> and she goes, Sorry. And then she just starts walking over um, the people trying to get um, everyone to click on the ad. <clears throat> and she runs into Groot, who's like giving a question. He's answering <laughs> questions. He's doing a Q&A. And they're like, how is, you know, how, how is Drax in, pers- Drax in person? And he's like, I'm good. <laughs> oh, in Captain America Winter Soldier, uh, someone says that you're part oh. of the Yggdrasil uh, tree. What do you have to say about that? I'm good. <laughs> it's just hilarious. I'm sorry. Can I'm you believe a fanboy has a cameo on a Disney movie? I think they're trying to make fun of him, you know, like, yeah, yeah, there's always, like, this guy who's trying to show off too much, like, he knows everything about it, and he's trying to outsmart, you know, <laughs> the people who are actually... And I think he's voiced by a comedian. Like, I like really? him a lot. I, I like he? that comedian a lot. He's in a bunch of, like, comedy films. He's, I think he's in Parks and Rec. Oh no, he's in Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Ah, he's, it's Pimento. Yes, it's Pim- it's Pimento. It's Pimento. I I like, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. He's funny, obnoxiously funny. He's also in Parks and Rec. Yeah, he's obnoxiously funny. He's one of the few 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 actors that does it well. Yeah. So Vanellope runs also into stormtroopers who start chasing her because uh, they're like, you don't have permission to have that pop up ad. And she starts running, and she bumps into Grumpy. She bumps into Nick. <laughs> There's a really cool uh, moment. It's not, 
if you blink, you miss it. But there's Rocket having like a conversation with Yuri Hops. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one. Yeah, it, it's like the same uh, moment where Iron Man is like giving like autographs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And oh, and there's also like the princess show, and it's like the <laughs> the BuzzFeed quizzes about <laughs> who's, who's your favorite, who's uh, what princess is your best friend, and there's like one person <laughs> that's answering the questions, and like the question is, uh, what would your friend say is your best quality, and like oh, you're kind, you're loyal, you're smart, or something else, oh, you're brave. And he's like, and the little girl is like, oh, I guess kind. And she clicks on it, and she, and the person there is like, well, the your your princess best friend is Snow White, and she goes, and she goes, our friendship's gonna be the fairest of them all, and it's so cute, <laughs> I love it. And I have done that quiz. Full oh, disclosure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. I don't remember who I got, but I definitely have took that quiz. And so Vanellope is being uh, chased by the stormtroopers and she ends up glitching into the princess. Um, what what would you call that? Like a rest, not restroom. <laughs> no, like dressing room. Dressing room. Yeah. She. I was going to say dream room. Just a also, joke. Oh, can I just say that this room of the princesses is it's just like the dwarves, the princesses and the Avengers. What? Like, like the rooms that they are, like, the first uh, the one dwarves. is the room for the dwarves, yeah. then it's the princesses, and then it's the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. It's cute. Like, this whole scene is so full of of Easter eggs and cameos. Like, we could not be able it's, to it's go fun. over all of yeah. them. But, like, if you if you pause it, you're going to find so many. Oh, Boss that year also shows up in... Tim Allen, but I, I guess Baymax. made a cameo saying to Infinity and Beyond. It's Baymax, Aww. yes. Honey Lemon, it's also there. Uh, a bunch of a bunch of um, Disney it's a characters. Fun time. Yeah, and so she ends up at the princess dressing room, and the princesses see her, and they go into full attack mode. <laughs> I yeah, love the best one is Cinderella that crushes her <laughs> slipper and completely she points savage. it at Vanellope. So savage, completely. Um, yeah. So everyone is there: Snow White, Aurora, Cinderella, Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, Mulan, Pocahontas, uh, Rapunzel, Tiana, uh, Anna, Elsa, uh, and that Merida and Merida. Yeah, Moana. and Moana. Uh, also, like another thing, like this is gonna be outdated in a couple of years when more princesses exactly that's the other thing that i was going to say i think that was kind of my main concern that i externed when i just watched that it was like oh my god yeah when more princesses are added where it's going to happen like i'm really happy that this scene exists but i'm also like i know that sometime in my life i'm gonna be like i wish like you know i wish like raya raya but raya's not going to be a princess i don't think oh she's not i don't know I don't know. But I don't think she's a princess. Anyway, so she she meets all the princesses and they and she's like, okay, uh, girls, no, don't attack me. You know, I'm a princess just like you. And they ask, what kind of princess are you? Uh, do you have magic hair? Uh, and this became a meme. So I'm get. I know you guys know it. It really became a meme. Like, do you does your hair have magic powers? Were you poisoned? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have daddy issues? <laughs> 
And Vanellope goes, I don't even have parents. And a bunch of them just go, us neither. Neither do we. Neither do we. It was, it was the, I don't even have a mom, right? Yeah. That's what it was. Mom. Yeah, I don't even have a mom. And by the end, I'll, do you talk to animals? And it's like Pocahontas. Oh, it's so cute. And the last one is Rapunzel asking, okay, but did I, did, does everyone think that your problems got <laughs> solved because a big, strong man came and saved you? And Vanellope goes, yes, what's up with that? And like, oh, yeah, she's a princess. And, and Snow White sings. <laughs> hilarious. Oh, and the best one is, no, it's Belle and Rapunzel asking her, were you in prison or enslaved? And Vanellope uh, goes, no, are you guys okay? Did you want me to call the police? Okay. I love yeah. I'm going to say that Disney self-awareness peaked with Enchanted. Yes. And actually, I think all of the other things that they're trying to sneak in, like the Princess line of Moana, have not been... I mean, they're not for me because I kind yeah. of feel like they're cringe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... The, and I think, like, this is... This is in there. This is... This could go into cringe territory, but yeah. because they're the characters that I love, I give it a pass. But I understand why people don't. Yeah, I get yeah. the, I get that. Mm-hmm. I do think that because it's the characters themselves, like being aware of that, it just makes it even more funny. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a, an apologist of this scene, like you said. So I just <laughs> love every second of it, and. I don't know what what the transition is between this and then. Oh, it's because they they really like her outfit and it's like oh they're too comfy and then Cinderella's like I'm going to get my mice into it and then it's like this Batman transition. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> what is yeah, going yeah. On? And now there everyone is like in their pajamas and really comfy uh, clothes and I want all of them, but especially I want Rapunzel's. I want Rapunzel's leggings. Aww. I want Rapunzel's shirt. I want Rapunzel's hoodie. I want everything. And everyone is just, like, chilling. And Cinderella goes, let's welcome Vanellope, the princess of, what does she say, comfort? I think it's comfort. The princess of comfort. And they just go into a whole conversation about uh, wishes and dreaming. Oh, because Ariel goes, I used to dream that I'd wear a shirt. And it's uh, and, the, and the light comes in and it's all dramatic. And Vanellope just asks what's wrong with her. And they're like, well, she's singing about her dreams. Like, it's so obvious. And they explain to to her that what has helped them in the past is, like, getting to a special uh, body of water and staring at it. And then all the answers to, like, their questions and their dreams are going to appear. And they're going to sing. That is iconic. It is. Important water. Important water. (laughs) And yeah, so they just have this really cute bonding scene with Vanellope. I don't want to make it too long, but it's just so great. And they even take... um, Merida jumps into conversation and she starts talking in like the very thick Scottish Scottish accent. And Vanellope is like, what what did she say? And they're like, we don't know. We don't understand her half the time. And Anna says... It's because she comes from the other studio. Yeah. <laughs> that was, oh God. I, I don't know if I, I like that joke, but I understand that joke and why it's there. <laughs> <laughs> that is like half of the jokes in that, like, in this era, like, oh my God, look at this reference. You have to laugh yeah. because you understand it. Yeah. 
But anyway, so C-3PO shows up out of nowhere. That, that was the best part of the whole scene. Like, <laughs> oh, of course C-3PO is the butler of the Disney princesses. Yes. Like, why else? Wh- what else would they have made him do after they bought, after they bought Lucasfilm? Like, of course. Yeah. So C-3PO shows up and, sh- and he's like, we have another showing of what princess is your best friend in five minutes, princesses. And they're like, ah. <laughs> Uh, so they say goodbye to Penelope and they just remind her that, you know, an important body of water and you will find whatever it is that you're looking for. And so she goes away and she stares at like a, a rain pot. I don't know what to call it. Like no, a she, she she had a cup with water and she oh, dumped the water there. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And she just stares at it and she's like, give me a song, tell me what I need. And all this time, Penelope is just trying to suppress what she knows she wants, which is staying over at Stellar Race because she loved it, because it was an amazing experience for her. And now I'm getting a little lost. So can you help me with no, is it? No, this is, the, this is the part. This is the part. This is the song of the movie. No way, but... but is that now? Okay, Ralph. No, Ralph gets it. Ralph gets the the money, and Ralph gets the 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 steering wheel, and he talks to Vanellope, and he's all excited, and she's like, "Oh yeah." Oh, okay. and and that's what triggers the song. Yeah, but also uh, there is a moment where Ralph uh, goes and looks at the comments <laughs> of the videos, and it's so dramatic, and everyone is like. Oh, Ralph sucks, and this is not funny, and whatever, and stupid, mean comments about Ralph, and Jess comes oh in, God. and she's like, oh, oh, my God. oh, yeah, that's the number one rule of the internet, never look at the comments, and Ralph is like, it's they okay. They tried to make it dramatic, but it was funny. It is really funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the emotional is part is like, you know, that, Ralph is hurt because he's used to being called names. But he's like, it's okay because now I got the money so I can get Vanellope back. And, like, he he just goes back to, oh, Vanellope is, like, the the solution to all my problems. Yeah. And that's when he calls Vanellope and Vanellope is having this existential crisis with the important body of water. And... When she finds out, oh, we got the money, now I'm going to be able to back to get back to my game, she realizes that that's not what she wants, and now a slaughter race happens. Oh, the song called, um, a place called, a place slaughter, called slaughter, race. slaughter Race. Oh, God. Great song. Okay. They brought Alan Menken just for the purpose of this song. <laughs> no, I just, I love this, because Alan Menken came back for Tangled, and then he just disappeared. <laughs> and then he just came back for this song. And it's like, that's amazing. And actually, I okay, I don't know if you're going to go bit by bit for it, but I think that the part that made me realize it was an Alan Menken song before I read the credits is right at the end. Yeah. When it's, when it's just like, like this, the song like comes down and it's just like Penelope singing sweetly and softly. And then it ends with a... And it's yeah. like, oh my God. It's an Ella Menken. <laughs> I recognize it. Ding. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, it's such an Ella Menken like staple. But yeah, it's <laughs> obviously a parody song of the I Want song. You know, it's supposed to be ridiculous and it's supposed to 
be uh uh you know not cringy but yes like okay it's supposed to be like a big musical number but it's talking about like this game that's so violent and how she just wants to stay <laughs> there but the thing that's holding her back is Ralph because she doesn't want to hurt his feelings and she doesn't want him to feel like she abandoned him and so <clears throat> she gets to talk with Shank and Shank um is telling her about how friends don't always have to dream about the same things and she should um, know like she had a trouble she had trouble in the past understanding that but that's like the knowledge that she wants to uh, put onto an LP and so just saying that you know you don't have to leave next door to your friends to remain friends and that shouldn't stop you from chasing your dreams, you know, because you don't have to have the same dreams as your friend. But all this time, Ralph is listening to a conversation because he was calling Vanellope over in the thingy, like the video call thingy, but she couldn't hear him, but he could hear her. And this is when Ralph finds out that Vanellope wants to stay over at Slaughter Race and she doesn't want to come back even after everything that they did to get the steering wheel back. And Ralph gets really mad. Really, really, really mad. And he's like, okay, so there was this game back at the arcade that Vanellope really liked, but she stopped liking it because it became slow because of a virus. So he asks his family, do you have something like a virus that could slow down Slaughter Race so that Vanellope will not want to stay and will want to come back home with me? And Stanley is like, yes, I know just what you want. And they go into the deep web. How did that make it into this movie? And like, uh, they don't even, like, they don't dwell on it. We don't see anything like too shady. <laughs> but they go into the deep weapon it's like oh okay i guess that's and this that's is what made that me happened. realize this is what made me realize that the setting of the internet is the same setting as coruscant <laughs> oh oh i see because they go deep in the levels i see what you mean and, oh uh -huh. yeah you're right <laughs> i love that it's exactly the same <laughs> yeah that makes sense <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. stanley takes ralph to meet like uh what's the name of the the guy uh, Double Dan. Double Dan and his little <laughs> Played brother. Played by Alfred Molina, mm. the guy who's dating Jennifer Lee. Oh, Fun fact. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. Funny how things about, work about out. Jennifer Lee. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Double Dan has a little brother that's like a little head that's coming out of his neck. And he gets really mad when people stare at it. Uh, but he's the one that has the viruses. So, Ralph goes to him. And he asks for a virus that will slow down the game of Slaughter Race. And Double Dan brings out um, a virus that looks kind of like a Neo. Uh, that will lock on an insecurity in the game. And it will multiply it until like you know the game is quote-unquote boring as you, as you put it. And so they take the virus and Ralph goes over to Slaughter Race and he frees it there. While Vanellope is having like the time of her life over at the game. But the virus catches Vanellope's glitch. And that's the insecurity that it um, multiplies in the game. And so the game crashes down. And 
it's really dangerous because if Vanellope would have died there, she would have died because she's out of her game. <laughs> but they managed to get the people out and Vanellope feels really bad. She's like, this is my fault because that's that's my glitch. I I made the game malfunction and like because I was chasing like a stupid dream and I almost uh, hurt the people of Slaughter Race. And Ralph has to come through and he's like, uh, you know what? Uh, I think it was more like my fault. And he uh, tells her about the virus and why he did it. And Vanellope gets rightfully really mad. And she takes, <laughs> very dramatically, she takes Ralph's medal that she made for him last movie, the cookie medal, and she throws it over and it breaks. And she's like, I think she says something along the lines like, I don't ever want to see you again and we're not friends anymore. And she Okay, can I confess something? Yeah. In my rewatch, I skipped all of this part up until the part when the princesses show, show <laughs> it's up. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Because I know how it's going to end and I don't like mindless conflict. <laughs> so, yeah. It's fine. It's you great. did too? No, I didn't. I suffered through oh. it and I made notes. <laughs> How you oh. made notes? I love that. it's the word. It was because I because because I, I loved I loved this film before. I was like, holy shit, balls! <laughs> the, it's bad. <laughs> no, I don't want to say bad, but like it's just oh my god. This part is bad. It's not all bad. Let's rush to the finish line so we can actually okay. have like the discussion that we all want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so Ralph feels really bad about it, but the virus is still out there. So Vanellope goes away. And the virus catches on to Ralph and they detect and the virus detects an insecurity in Ralph, which is his um, the codependence on Penelope. And so he takes that and he multiplies it all over the Internet. So basically now the Internet is crashed down because of Ralph's insecurity <laughs> that takes the form of a bunch of million dumb Ralph clones. Like, they're really oh, dumb. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, the only thing that they are able to say is friend. And the only thing that they're able to do is um, chase Vanellope around. Because, like the, the, like, the idea is that it's just visual representations of his fear of losing Vanellope. And so, and there's a billion of Ralph clones, and they form this gigantic Ralph that I believe they call him Ralph Silla. <laughs> oh, what? Yes. Like in the movie? Uh, or like in the subtitles? The people... In the subtitles, ah, uh, there was the subtitles. like the moment where it says Ralph Silla and it, the <laughs> double dots and then like or whatever he was saying. <laughs> and so we get to this, this. This is the climax of the movie. So like Ralph and Jess and Vanellope need to find a way to get rid of the viruses. And the only way to do that, they get the information from Nosemore, and is that they need to bait their giant Ralph, Ralph Silla, into like, uh, like an antivirus firewall, and so they use Vanellope as the bait, and they just run around the internet destroying things like Pinterest and Wikipedia and Google, and at one point, uh, Ralph gets a hold. I mean, Ralph Silla gets a hold of Vanellope and Ralph, both. And Ralph has a face-to-face talk with Ralph Silla. 
and he basically <laughs> lays it out that um, you don't own your friends, basically, it's what he tells him, the, the giant thingy, like, you don't own your friends, and if you want her to be happy, you're gonna let her do her own thing, and you're gonna let her go, and yes, it's gonna hurt you, but if that's what she wants, you should be happy for her, because you don't, you do not own her, basically, that's the gist of it, and so this emotional speech is what cures uh, the virus, the insecurity, and <laughs> they all it all they all disappear. They become like golden, and they just psh, go away. And I think Vanellope is the one that goes, "Oh, Ralph, I think you fixed your insecurity." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I think I did." And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this is basically the end of the movie where where Vanellope decides that she does want to stay over at Slow Race and that's what she's going to do and Ralph is okay with it and so they part ways. Um, you know, Shank adds Vanellope's code to the game. I don't know how she does it, but we get told that she does. And now Vanellope is going to stay over at Slow Race as a character that you can play with, I guess. I don't know that. I don't know exact, exactly I don't, how I that works. I didn't know that's how that worked. I, me neither. <laughs> But she's going to stay over at Slower Race. Uh, Ralph is going to go back to the arcade. Uh, they managed to get the steering wheel. So the people of Sugar, Sugar Rush are going to be okay. And they, for the first time in six years, they part ways. And now they don't get to see each other. But um, they talk every night over with the um, video call thingies. And I don't know. What, oh, and we get um, the final scene with Felix and Calhoun where they're back at Sugar Rush, and now <laughs> all the racers are, like, super nice, and they're su uh, super kind to each other, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry you didn't win, Tafira, and Tafira goes, it's okay, our friendship is <laughs> worth more than just some stupid race, and the blue man asks Felix and Calhoun, how did you manage to uh, parent these kids into, like, being decent human beings? And they start explaining, but, but their voices get cut off by the sound <laughs> of the racing. And so <laughs> we don't know what it they has say. The same, it has the same vibe as in that episode of The Fairly Odd Parents when the, the dad is about to say his, his name. Do you remember that? But everyone calls me Timmy's dad. And yeah, so they, they say that and then Calhoun finishes off with, and that's how you raise the perfect children. And the blue man goes, oh, <laughs> I wish every parent could hear that. <laughs> but I'm And yeah, so the movie ends uh, in Game Central Station with Ralph uh, having a video call with Vanellope before the arcade opens. And they just basically say goodbye the way that they say goodbye, which is like calling each other names. <laughs> and yeah, so and we end the movie with. Ralph's um, voiceover saying that everything was fine and that they still see each other sometimes but they they are getting used to just video calling and that he's fine because you know whatever because he grew <laughs> up because he grew as a person um, and then the movie ends and that's it and we get uh, Zero by then, Imagine and Dragons and then the best part hello, of the movie hello hello no, 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 no. yeah great song by well, the actually, way actually okay say whatever you want but the moment that the camera starts panning out of the arcade and the song starts playing. It's I really want cool. To cry. Yeah. I want to. Like, it, it just. I don't know. It's just because it, it reminds me of that whole era of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I don't, I don't ask you guys to, to. I just have a personal connection with that song. No, it's okay. 
So <laughs> we get the credit scene with Zero, which are really cool, and then we get a middle middle credit scene, which is <laughs> a little girl who looks just like Moana as a baby. Uh, it's a model of Moana, just because they didn't yeah. want to make yeah. another baby model. And her mom, they're in the car, and her mom asks, uh, "Did you like the movie, sweetie?" And she's like. I did, but there was a scene that was in the trailer that wasn't in the movie, and that got me really sad. And she's like, and the mom is like, okay, so, well, maybe you can play a game, and they will take your mind off it. Okay, and this is the scene that was in the trailer that everyone laughed at, and they, they thought it was hilarious, which is, like, the game scene where Ralph keeps feeding the bunny a bunch of pancakes until, until it explodes, and the little girl screams in the car, and that's where it cuts off. That's a really hilarious Thing. like it the is. pop yeah. and the girl screaming like her her face her her face is in full terror that's hilarious to me i think someone made the game or it was released yes because i i played it yeah oh my god i love that and then we get an after credit scene that starts oh by god. saying and now an exclusive teaser of frozen 2 click here and then you click it and it's a rick roll but instead of you know rick astley it's Ralph this singing. is the Shrek moment. Na, 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 na. Because I've seen that with Shrek. Ah, yeah. I've seen that exact same video with Shrek. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> and okay. yeah, so like, I guess like the joke, I mean, I don't think many Gen Z kids are going to understand no. what a Rickroll is, but it's like the longest running gag in the internet. So I understand why they added that. Yeah. Okay, they they got it. They 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 had to. It's funny. Like what what really gets to me is John C. Riley singing, because they, that's <laughs> that he really goes for it. He's like never gonna give you. Yeah, it's it's hilarious for me. He he's feeling his oats. He's feeling his oats. <laughs> but yeah, so that's Ralph breaks the internet. So now, please let's talk about it because I really want to talk oh about God. it. Uh, Tammy, oh you made notes. So do you want to start us off? And so do I start off with the. Positives? Whatever you want to say. Whatever you want to say about the movie. Okay, so we'll just go. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so... Uh, okay, so I think this movie had, like, a really good message. I I just don't think it was executed very well. Okay, I think there are a lot of positives. Like, like the animation's very pretty. The There's a lot of funny moments. Uh, I love the princesses scene. I, al- I will always love that. I hope, but I, I do love that very much. I think Slaughter Race is really cool. Shank and Yes, I like, I need a short film of their friendship. I need it. And and like I said, I think the mes- the message is really good, but it's just, it's so jarring seeing it next to Wreck-It Ralph, which is such an amazing film because I don't know, all I saw were just repeats of what was in the film, of what was in the original film just worse you know just like how they jump sites they jump games you know they jump sites in this Mm. new film they jump games in the last film ralph intentionally wrecking slaughter race is ralph intentionally wrecking her cart but it doesn't work because ralph is such a douche by wrecking the game because he does it with bad intentions but with ralph wrecking her cart he does it with good intentions because he really believes he's protecting her the virus is like the cybugs you know and their argument about the virus is their argument over the race. You know, it's just it's just hitting all the same beats, but just worse because you don't get the emotional payout of yeah. of it. And 
Ralph, uh, Ralph sacrificing him to the giant, which I wrote it when it just happened. It wasn't really a big thing, but it was like that was also he also did a sacrifice in the original film, which was like how how you know I, I'm trying to be forgiving to this film because how can you have a climax live up to that? Just amazing. I like I was sobbing when I first watched when I watched the original film like two nights ago. I was sobbing like it was it's such a great film. It's very hard to live up to, but this it's 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 the problems with this is not just living up to the film. It's with the film in itself. And um, it just it like everything Ralph did left a very bad taste in my mouth because it's not him. I get it. Characters develop, characters change. But, you know, Ralph is the kind of person that just wants the, to do the best for people. And it's especially Vanellope. Like he like the Ralph that is intentionally putting a virus in Slaughter Race is not the same Ralph that intentionally wrecked Vanellope's cart to protect her you know or 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 basically was going to sacrifice himself in order to sit in order to create a beacon so all the cybugs were going to be so the cybugs so so the cybugs would go away you know that's not the same Ralph and you know characters can develop but this was just not in a good way and and the message is like while I think it's very good it's so on the nose like how many yeah. times did Yes and Shank give them friendship advice? How many times did that virus say searching for insecurities? Searching yeah. for insecurities. You know, it's an mm. insecurity virus. Like and and like like what we all agreed upon silently when Vanellope said, I think your insecurity has been fixed. Like it's so <laughs> it's so I on the nose. And like he literally made an entire speech to his big self. Like, there's a giant insecurity Ralph giant saying, I want to be your friend. Like, like, I I don't know how much more on the nose you can get with the message you want to. Like, this this movie is the ultimate, like, breaks the rule of show, don't tell. Like, in so many different ways. I think it's one of the worst I, I feel like I've seen of breaking this rule. You know, and, you know, that rule can be broken if it's done creatively and cleverly or for like efficiency's sake but it just was I don't know what what the purpose of that was for just did they not think they would get it (laughs) like I don't (laughs) understand I really don't understand how they did that writing wise because it's very it's very bad I can say that that's not good (laughs) like it's Ralph even says to himself that he's clingy and self-destructive Noah's more calls him codependent like it's just how how I guess is my is my thing it's just I was very disappointed in that because it's a message that I feel like is very good for kids to understand and to learn and I feel like I don't know I I feel like that could have been something Ralph genuinely developed in his in his time like as a character because he did live a life without friends for a very long time so when, because that's like, this is why I loved it so much, because that's how I felt. I didn't really make my first friend until I was 21, you know, and that does something to your brain. You just, you like that, that person becomes your everything. And I understand, and I understand what, um, where that comes from, but it's just, it's just, it's just not done very well. And it's done in a very unlikable way. Like I would compare him to Mushu in Mulan oh, too. Yes. How okay. he tries to sabotage everything. Right. You know, like that's, okay. yeah. yeah. No, it's just like, again, like piggy writing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. On, your, on your, the thing that you said, but that like the thing that we hinted at at the beginning of the episode, like 
the fur, like Ralph in the original, is just like an insecure uh, character that has like, yeah, he has flaws and he can make like some faults, but he never does anything that you are no will roll your eyes back at. Mm -hmm. And he is just like an idiot. And this he is fucking stupid. And everything, like, this movie, like, the main conflict was because they were stupid and they bit on a yep. on the steering wheel wrong. And the other in the other conflict is because he did something that was obviously bad, but sent in the virus. And it's like, why am I why like just like I said, I skipped the whole part because it's frustrating. Yeah. It, yeah, no, I agree with you. It's just like Ralph's in, Ralph's not an idiot, <laughs> you know. He's he's he's, he's soft and he just wants to like I like I guess I also don't like that. Like you you like it's just making a character that's soft and pure and like wants the best for everyone, and you're equating that with being simple and being like an idiot, which is not which is very bad, it, harmful in itself. You know what? Because you shouldn't be equating characters, especially male characters in that way, because I feel like it can perpetuate a harm, harmful stereotype, you know, like that. And that's very, I, that's very bad on Disney because they, they have, they had a really good male character on their hands here and they really did him dirty in this film, which I don't like. Yeah. They don't, I don't like it, you know, and that's rare. That's rare to have a male character that, that's, you know, big and beefy, almost a himbo. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, like Almost. it's just yeah. But it's just it's just it's just very disappointing for Disney to do that because they could have done something really great. And like I've said before, Wreck It Ralph is like it has love in it. You know, it's a love letter to video games. It's yes. a lo it's a love letter to the, to the films, to the video games, to the games that made the people making it happy when they were kids. You know, and that you can feel that love as you watch it, especially in the characters they've created. And, you know, it's very understandable for a film about the internet to not have that same level of love because you just don't, you don't love the internet in that way. You know, a lot of, a lot of, it's a very love-hate relationship with, you have with the internet and doesn't have any nostalgic feels because it's very, very current. So, yes, I get it to that same, ex I get it to some extent why it wouldn't have the same level of love with, Rec like, as Wreck-It Ralph, but then just don't make the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like this could have been, better if it was done in a short film format you know because I feel like this was this yes. is like because I, I feel like the like just the conflict I don't know it's just not as as strong it's, it's not yeah it's not strong for a for a feature film I feel like this could have been cool to see as a short film to see Wreck-It Ralph's character develop but not have to suffer through it for two hours okay, or, <laughs> yeah. you know like this could have this been done long for, yeah this could have been done for 30 minutes it could have they could have done the same exact thing they could have made Ralph like this I guess I don't know I feel like it could have been easier to swallow in a 30 minute format or I don't know how long their short films are <laughs> they're usually like six minutes right but like it's just like it, it didn't need to be a feature film it's just, and they could have done they could have done like all the internet trying to stay current, all these like little jokes. Um, maybe they could have even done it better because they didn't have to stretch it out for a feature film length. It's just it's. Uh, uh, <laughs> the more I talk about it, I think I think the more I'm getting heated <laughs> because I'm it's just fine. very Go, disappointed. Girl. I'm just very disappointed in it. Vanellope is also like I think she's more annoying in this film. I really do. <laughs> like like I feel like who voices her? What's her name? What's her name? Uh, I forget her name. Uh, Silver something. Silver Sarah Silverman. Silverman. Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverson. I feel like she totally. Silverman. 
she toes that line between like annoying and funny. You know what I mean? She she tiptoes across that line very shakily for me. And she knocked it out of the park with Vanellope in the original film. But here, I don't know. I, there was something about I just didn't like with Wreck It Ralph. I loved all the characters. With here, the characters I loved became a little annoying and stale, stale and are like a shell of their former selves. Like, yeah. I love Fix It Felix yeah. and Calhoun, especially Calhoun. What did they do to her? Like, she's, I know she's barely in it, but it's just, it's like, it's just, it's, there's no depth to her. And I get it. She's only there for five minutes, but I don't know that woman. <laughs> no, <laughs> because like in the first yeah. movie, she was so like down to business and she's like exactly. so serious and calculative. And like for her, to just out of nowhere be like, okay, I'm going to adopt 15 children. Exactly. Like, that's not but the kind of person that's, you know, a general, like, in war, which you are. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, it, it was just really, like, that. I guess that's the main essence of my complaint, my formal complaint to, at Disney, <laughs> is that all the characters that we got, that we love in the original film are just a shell of who they were before. And the side characters we got, while they're, great and i do like them they don't compare yes they don't compare to fix it felix um calhoun even king candy i even like sour bill (laughs) sour bill you know it's just and it it just doesn't like it's they try to i think that's it they just try to do the same things and they do it worse like it's 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 bad to do the same thing again like they hit the same beats and they just they do it worse <laughs> and that's that's what's bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no love here. There's no there's no love, there's no intention. They just wanted to make a movie. I don't know. I can't I can't I can't say what they wanted to do, but that's just what it feels like to me. They just wanted to make a movie about the internet cuz they thought it would be cool and to stay current and there was no there was not much love into it. I I can't even see a bunch of I can't even see love for the first film in it to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's, yeah, I guess that's my main, my main point. I guess what, what I was really upset, I don't know if the right word's upsetting, but like just stood out to me was just the poor execution of the message because I really love the message. And all I saw was the message when I first saw it. But now that I can see it in a critical eye and with, um, watching it back to back I could see how poorly executed it was and it was it's funny because like when I first watched the film I saw all these reviews hating on it and I was like mm, I don't agree with you yeah. <laughs> now I and now I understand <laughs> I understand now uh yeah that's okay yeah that's me <laughs> it's okay I love that you went for it girl I I didn't realize it was like that's how I felt until I started talking about it <laughs> that's that's why funny. making this podcast is so healthy for us because like we just find out things about ourselves I guess. <laughs> Andy do you have uh, do you have uh, your opinion do you, do you want to give us your opinion yeah, yes I'm going to comment on that on the last part because I actually don't think that this didn't have heart in it okay. I actually don't think this wasn't this wasn't a labor of love I actually think that this was this was a great idea at the beginning and I truly think that maybe it was because they needed to rush things. That's why uh, at the end of the day, they just decided, okay, this is like a good enough script. But who was and rushing them? Much of it. It was six years. 
They they no. they developed the movie for six years. Who was rushing them? They did. No, I don't think it was developed for six years. But I I mean like me like the company with set deadline like we we saw that in the frozen documentary, like they they set up a deadline and that's what they want to do. I and I'm I don't mean like I'm really trying really hard to defend this movie, but mm-hmm. I I think that their intentions were good at the beginning. Okay. And I don't know if I can blame all of this in one person, but I don't know if the if losing Jennifer Lee was kind of the <laughs> the things that made it because even even I like. The first Frozen movie, I don't think it has, like, a really tight scrape or whatever. So, maybe I cannot. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. maybe I'm contradicting myself on this. Um, but I think it was a good idea. And it was... And they just lost track on it. And, you know, I think I won't ever be able to hate this movie. And I won't ever be able to even, like, seriously dislike it. It's just like, oh, it's... A movie in the revival era that maybe is like on the bottom mm-hmm. but i won't put it like on the bottom of all disney movies mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just because of my attachment to it maybe um but i do agree that i didn't think critically of, of it until maybe yesterday <laughs> that i was watching it maybe you need and to watch the full climax scene <laughs> before the princesses yeah. maybe that'll help i'm not telling you to i'm just saying maybe that's also that's also no no i thought about it because when i was watching it there i realized that i wasn't having like a great experience yeah. that's why i decided not Ex- to watch yeah. that part which is but, valid you know that's the same thing that happened to me i think maybe because um when all the reviews were starting to to come out, when the movie came out, mm. and I saw, like, all of these channels that were really trashing the movie. Yeah. When when men do that, <laughs> I tend to get defensive. I get so that. So, of course, I was going to defend this with all of my soul, because it's like, oh, no, like, you don't get it. You just want to be a <laughs> hater. And because, you know, this is, like, really emotional to me. How dare you, like, tarnish, yeah. like, you're offending me. And now I know that's not true. <laughs> but I don't know. It just <laughs> makes me, it makes me scared of future movies that I liked and then got bad reviews at the beginning. And I'm not, the, I'm, maybe, I, I'm scared that one day I'm going to watch Frozen 2 and I'm going to realize it's not good. Never, so, never, never. I, don't know. I, don't know I think that's harder to react. Because, that, yeah, I feel okay, like that's well, harder. Yeah. <laughs> never. But yeah, you know the the thing that bugged me the most is be- I was watching the original Wreck-It Ralph movie, and I re- while I was watching that original movie, I realized oh, I think like eighty percent of the things that I really love about Wreck-It Ralph are not on the sequel. <laughs> that's what dawned on me and when I was watching the sequel I was like oh yeah okay I was right <laughs> uh, and that hurt that hurt yeah but I don't yeah. I don't dislike it that's it's okay weird. that's okay I'm sorry. <laughs> you're allowed to not you're allowed to not dislike did I say that right <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I know I know you're Thank allowed you. that is allowed <laughs> oh that's it <laughs> I love the princess scene. Yeah, yes. I know they're I do kind too. of iffy. I don't but care. When they're so great. On their, on their, like I love Disney, but I love princesses like, I'm more. I'm a Disney. I'm a Disney. I'm, 
the princess stands first and Disney mm -hmm. stands second. You know? Yeah. Yes. So it's just a great scene because like also it's the first time that all these princesses are sharing like the same space, like officially. I mean yeah. I, there were some mm. shorts in the past, but like in a movie. House of Mouse. Yeah, but yeah. in a movie, but in not like an official movie, ones. everyone yeah. is like and they're bonding and they have like this like they're friends with each other and also like the whole all almost all of the original voice actors came back. And that's what also gets you attached to it because you're like, oh, oh these actresses that played these very important characters came back just for this. So that makes it special. Mm. So that gives it another yeah. level. And they just came back for this really cute uh, reunion that's poking fun at the Disney princesses. But at the same time, they're giving us like, you know, what I would love to see, which is like the princesses, um, you know, bonding with each other and being friends. And that's what I love about it. And I, I will never apologize for that. I think it's a great scene. Yeah. <laughs> no. Agreed. But okay. Okay, go ahead. I go, okay. So the moment I realized something with Ralph Bakes Internet was wrong was because uh, I watched both movies back to back and it was very late at night. I think uh, my boyfriend my boyfriend and I started watching uh, the first Rocket Ralph at 11 p.m. It was very pretty late. And... Still, we watched it, and I swear, through all the movie, our eyes were glued to the screen, and we were laughing at the jokes, and we were having fun with it, and we were just enjoying the movie, and, like, we didn't get distracted at all. But as soon as I put uh, Ralph Rick's internet in, uh, it was almost 1 a.m. at this point, I guess, and we st I noticed, like, in the first few minutes, he was staring at his phone. And then in a couple, like some more minutes on the line, I was checking my phone and I realized that I'm not missing anything that I'm actually enjoying by being on my phone. And I put the phone down and then just like mm -hmm. minutes later, I just picked it back up. And, you know, it, it, the movie was basically background noise at this point. And like the one moment where I really put the phone down was when the princesses showed up. And like that, that made me realize like if I'm getting distracted and he, my boyfriend is getting distracted as well, and that didn't happen in the original movie. Like, I guess there's something wrong with how this movie is playing out. Mm -hmm. And I do agree with everything you both guys have said. I think uh, the main problem with the movie is the script. And I guess more deeply the concept. I think when I first heard about the internet thing, I thought they were going to dive into like, mobile gaming and internet gaming and how that affects you know the arcade industry and how like maybe the arcade was gonna close because uh everyone was playing video games like in their yeah, computers now exactly and that would have like i i thought that the idea was focusing on yes on the internet but internet gaming you know mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. like the full internet and i think that's that's the concept that really brought the movie down because now we're experiencing a movie in a setting that is not original. It's not a fantastic setting like Sugar Rush and Heroes Duty and Fixed Felix and Game Central Station. It's a, a place that is real. I mean, it's not real because it's not physical, but the mm -hmm. internet is real and all the sites are real and it's based on a more real life thing, you know? And 
the story is just not as tight as the original movie. The original movie, Mm-mm. you literally cannot it's miss perfect. a scene because every scene is setting up something. The very first scene where uh, Ralph is at Badenon, they set up the turbo thing. And then the cyborg thing, and then the metal thing, and there they are. And then the beacon thing. The beacon thing, and everything pays off in the end, because they have the setup and they have the payoff at the end, and everything mm-hmm. is so well constructed, and that just goes to show that it was a, a script that was revised over and over and over again until it was perfect. And I don't think they they did that work with the script. I think they were focused more on how do we create the world of the internet and they just push the story to the side and they just adapted the story to what they wanted to show with the internet or we want to go here, we want to go there. So they adapted the story to that instead of letting the story tell them where they wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And that's like the big, big mistake that they made. Yeah, what were you going to say? I was just going to... Maybe repeat myself, but it's really it's, it's if you have like the greatest Disney script ever for your original movie, and then you slack for the second one, it shows even worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the original movie like had the advantage that we didn't know these characters, and we were just finding out who they were, and the movie was about learning about them and then and them growing, you know. And this movie, we already know the characters. We already know who Ralph and Vanellope are. So there's, you know, that's not something that new that you can show us. The only thing new is that where where is this relationship going? So now the focus is not on the characters as individuals, but the characters as a relationship, as a duo. And I don't think that's strong enough as making a, a movie that's about characters than making a movie that's about one relationship, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And as as Tammy said, it was just like so in the nose. Like I would have taken the plot of like, okay, Ralph, it, because it makes sense. As Tammy said, Ralph is just clinging on to Vanellope because he, she's the real first friend that he's ever had. And I understand that from like, from like a psychological point of view. Of course, he would like mm-hmm. imprint on her. But there are ways that they could have made it that would have been less cringy. Uh, more intelligent. I think they re- this the, one of those movies that kind of treats the audience like they were dumb, like they're not gonna yeah, understand what's what they're up saying. With that? I don't know because, and the first movie is so smart, and and you don't have exactly. to be a genius to get it, but you know a kid can get it and an adult can get it, and they will not mm-hmm. be bored, you know. And the, this one doesn't even have a villain. The villain is you know Ralph's insecurities. And, yeah, so I think the big thing with this is the script and the story. And, you know, if you don't have a tight script and a tight story, then it's very hard to get a good movie out of it. And I do agree with Tammy that I was watching it and I was like, this could have been an episode of a TV show. Like, if they gave mm-hmm. uh, Wreck-It Ralph its TV show, this could have been an episode in there, you know? Yeah. And they could have made another episode with... Felix and Calhoun taking care of the, the <laughs> children, you know? Oh, no, missed opportunity. What they could have. They could have. Yeah. So it's funny that this movie that is the first, like, official theatrically released sequel since uh, The Rescuers Down Under 
and it's the first like CGI and it's the first like in this um, revival era, you would think that they would have learned from the mistakes of the past. But no, it, this movie still fall, still falls into the mistakes of the direct-to-home video sequels. That's like oh, no. disregarding the original movie, uh, making a movie that has nothing to do with the original characters, uh, making the characters out of character, and focusing more on the gimmicks and the and other things other than story. Not focusing on how we can move the story forward. Just like looking back on it. How, with so many years and so many failed sequels, how did you manage to still make the same mistakes? It's mind-blowing to me. I know. How much of a direct-to-home video sequel this is. And you know what? I think a lot of people get give Frozen to so much shit for things that it doesn't deserve. And I think mm -hmm. this movie just got a pass. You know, like yeah, it's not yeah. good because it doesn't but have we're like not a, gonna that mess big with cultural that. capital that Frozen is. I yeah, I agree. I think that's why. Yeah. But still, like I think more people would agree that like Ralph is a better movie than Frozen. I think people yeah like, in general would agree. So you would think that making a bad sequel to Wreck It Ralph would have been worse culturally accepted than a bad quote unquote Frozen sequel which it wasn't but like my point was that <laughs> this movie this sequel is objective objectively a worse sequel than frozen 2 but no one talks about it and they just prefer to shit on frozen than to actually shit on rocket ralph they just like okay so it was a bad sequel but whatever we're not gonna talk about it we're over it it's a kid's movie but they cannot do the same thing for frozen it's, it's hypocritical that's it but yeah, I, I, I don't want to get too caught up on it, but I there's, there are many things that I like about it, and I don't want to go out on a bad note. I do like uh, the princess stuff, and I think the message was important, as Tammy said, that it's a, in the end, at the end of the day, it's really nice to have a movie about friendship. Because mm -hmm. so many movies are about love and family and whatever, but there are so few movies that talk about specific problems to friendships. And so that's why I think it's an important message to send out, but they just didn't do it in the right way. And I think the humor, it does have a lot of really funny things. I love Knows More. I really like Shank. I, I love the wait. I I love the the joke of Are you ahead of Al Gore? Oh yeah, that's so funny. Oh my god, I always <laughs> laugh at that. Um, like a little, like a little quick, like you you can tell which jokes are like from Rich Moore, you know, because that's his uh -huh. kind of sense of humor. And I think the movie suffers from like a lack of Rich Moore. He's not like he's not alone directing. He has a co-director. And I don't know if that also uh, in influenced how um, less of a movie this feels like, because like it feels like Richmore didn't have as much control as he did, you know, back with Wreck-It Ralph. It's it's difficult to 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 point out the special in an in, in animated movies whose fault is it? Because usually, just like mm -hmm. it's such a huge team. Uh, that it, yeah. yeah, but at the end of the day, you have to have someone that that yeah. that says this is not working. 
this joke is not and they working. didn't have the no I, yeah i don't think they did it shows yeah but i was trying to to focus on the positive <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay uh shank was was good uh some uh jokes were really good and they landed um mm-hmm. the internet the the sign of the internet as a place i think it's really cool uh and a place called slaughter race i think is a really funny song zero is a really <laughs> cu- cool song and and um what else I, the animation <laughs> the animation is very yes. nice yes um zangief waxing is funny oh yeah uh, yeah and i do i do like gord we Don't didn't you? talk about Gord. He's hilarious. <laughs> I never got him. I never got him. I, I don't love like that. it. I don't no, like his. It's just really random. Like yeah, this like, little he's guy. He's kind of cute. He's kind of cute. And he's so creepy. He's he just like appears out of nowhere with his little arm. It's funny. And it and his arm just goes on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. I, he's kind of cute. He's kind of cute. I could have done without him. <laughs> he was, okay, okay, like, pause we went, we went through the whole movie, and I didn't mention Gore once. Like that goes to tell, that goes to show how how big of an impact he has. <laughs> okay, can I sh- can I say my positives? Yeah, go. Uh, I think like the new characters are really cool, and yeah, I I would yeah. have liked to see the the characters from the original movie more but I think that I really like this one if maybe if the story was better it would have been even great but I think for, for what we got from them from like knows more and family and Shank is hot and Jess uh, they're, they're cool and I I like that we have them I just wish there was a better movie <laughs> yeah and I just remember the some music in general yeah Mm-hmm. Henry Jackman is a genius. My God! <laughs> uh, no, I just wanted to share. Um, I just remember that when the movie first came out, and I was texting with my friends back home, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we didn't really like Re- uh, Ralph too." And I was like so offended because at that moment I was like so in love with it, and I was like, oh, "What do you mean you did not like Ralph too?" And I think the reason that they gave me is still not valid. And I just remembered and I want to share with you. Because basically, they were on the side of Ralph. They thought that Vanellope, they thought that Vanellope was too harsh on him. When, when she like lashed out at him and broke the metal. And I was like, but do you, you do, did you watch the did, movie? Did you do know that he, almost killed her and that entire fucking game because he was insecure and he wanted to manipulate her into coming back home when she didn't want to. And and I still don't understand that take. <laughs> to this day, I'm still like trying to wrap my head around it, but I can't. And I I think it's funny that I took an, an 180 turn on this movie because I really thought when I was thinking of this episode that we were going to be praising it, I was not expecting what? us... Like, because before I, I watched it again, and when I was still, like, in my version of the movie back back in 2018, and I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to love that. And now, like, I realized I don't like it, 
but I still don't share the same opinions as my friends who didn't like it. <laughs> like, they didn't like it for a whole different reason. And, no, but yeah. like, two days ago, I thought we were going to be so positive. Yeah, oh, me no. too. Yeah, I really thought we were going to come in like, oh yeah, it's a good, sequ- it's a good sequel. It's not as good as we know, <laughs> but it, it has a cool story and no. Oh god, did we like Cinderella 2 better than Wrecked Ralph 2? <laughs> You know, I would say the only reason I would watch this over Cinderella 2 is the princesses. Same. And this one has Cinderella mm-hmm. as well. So. Like, I'm trying to imagine a version of this movie that doesn't have the princess movie, the princess scenes. And I'm like, I don't know if I would ever want to watch it again without the princesses in there. Oh, because we didn't that. talk about the last scene, but the last scene is really cool because... all all. Uh, Ralph is falling from the sky, and I think Rapunzel goes, Oh, a, big, a, a strong man is falling from the sky, and he needs to be saved. <laughs> and they just rush, and they all gather their own things, and they use every single one of like their special powers and abilities to save Ralph. But and that score, that and the score is amazing. all of the movies. I want that I got played killed. at my wedding and my funeral and everywhere. Notice. Yeah. <laughs> It's so cool. Like a great, great, great uh, homage to the princesses movies. And it ends with Naveen kissing Ralph. And Naveen That's is still awesome. a frog, which is weird. Uh, I know, I that. know. <laughs> I know. I didn't want to think too hard about it. But I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> Can they transform at well? Like what's that? what's going on here? <laughs> and he's dressed in like Snow White's dress. <laughs> and he wakes up. And he's like, what happened? And we all saved you, blah, blah, blah. And Moana goes, you're welcome. And you're welcome. I really like that. I That not at Moana. And yeah, oh. I just, but yeah, back to the, the critics, the, the criticism. Uh, I still, I don't know if I would like this movie. Like I would still like this movie if the princesses weren't in it. And that's hard to um, admit, I guess. I would have to think more about it, but I do feel like, off the top of my head, if the if the princesses weren't in this movie, I probably would be like, yeah, I don't need to watch this movie ever again. Uh, and that seems so harsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially I feel because I have like a deep connection. Yeah, really? because like, it still is like the most fun I've ever had in a movie theater. But Me too. It was. I I realize now it wasn't <laughs> much the movie, but it was like our mood. And it was us being there, you know. We would have enjoyed, I don't know, Enchanted Christmas because we were there together, you know. Maybe. <laughs> <sighs> I feel I feel kind of sad because I really wanted to be positive about this movie, but it's can really we record hard. Frozen Two tomorrow? Because I need like a pickup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can, but no, no. we can do that no. soon. We, we have like 35 people that need to join us. There's no way ah, right. <laughs> we can call all of them. We're going to get them installments of five seconds, five minutes each. So We're going to sign each of them like two scenes of the movie and like, okay, you're going to give your oh. comments on this like, scene. <laughs> Wait, are you being serious? I can't tell because that actually sounds no. kind of cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> and oh, yeah, that makes I perfect like, that sense. That would be really efficient. Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't think that would work. 
I don't know. But anyway, we'll so I just wanted to say I really feel bad for trashing on this movie. I think it doesn't deserve to be trashed, but I th- because I still think it's pretty innocent. It's trying to say something that's it's pretty... It's best. It's trying its best? Uh, is it? I don't know. Uh, but it's a very innocent movie. Like, it's not trying to do any harm. It's just trying to send a message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not done well, but it's yeah. trying to be positive and it's trying to put something positive in the world. And I appreciate that. But still, like, when you are uh, compared to one of the best written movies in Disney history, it's very hard not to be harsh on you. Like, if this wasn't a sequel, if this was a complete, like, a standalone movie, would you, would you, would your opinion change on it? Yeah. No, no, I mean, no, not, it, sorry, it, I misunderstood the question. No, I would have the same opinion, probably. Yeah. Because, uh, I, I'm just, I'm just so stuck on the insecurity message, you know, I'm just, it's just, that was not done well, just in general. Yeah. But Lizzie was better than the Emoji movie. <laughs> oh, I did not and, watch that. I didn't watch. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> I guess. But that that's a, a really low bar. Up? Is that a standard we yeah. want to set, though? I think that's also why, like, when I first watched it, I was like, this is really great because I was comparing it to the Emoji movie. And I was like, don't be, yeah. don't be like that. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. And it wasn't, but. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's that. That's a good thing to say about that movie. It was better than the Emoji movie. They handled the internet. Not yet. <laughs> they handled the internet thing better than the Emoji movie. I didn't watch the, mo- the Emoji movie, but I did oh, watch no, a bunch neither. of, of yeah. uh, me videos on YouTube on it. And I do think that this is um, this is a more creative uh, take on the internet thing, but still not good enough, especially because if you compare it to the Emoji movie, it's good. If you compare it to Wreck-It Ralph, it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> you need to pick which word. one you're trying to perspective the what yeah the b word you said it's bad yeah. <laughs> that's harsh this movie's a bitch okay no. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so do you have any anything else to add to this no okay so <laughs> is it an upgrade or a downgrade tammy it's a downgrade I'm sorry. That's just in general. <laughs> like I feel like I feel like okay. I'm just I'm going to try to defend it for a bit. I feel like in terms of like concept, it could have been an upgrade. In terms of concept, in terms yes, of execution, yes. it's a downgrade. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's where I stand. Uh, Andy. Oh, oh no, make me say it. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, you can't. It's a damn great. <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> I mean, Wreck It Ralph is just too good. How can you upgrade from Wreck It Ralph? How can exactly. you? Exactly. How can you? Yeah, that is like an impossible task. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So maybe it's like not a fair question, but we need to, we need to be, you know, every single movie needs to go through this test, so... I do think it's a downgrade because I I think it's it treats its characters poorly more than anything, and not only Ralph and Vanellope but uh, Felix and Calhoun as well, uh, which are the main four characters. And I really wish the movie was more about the four of them, and that they they found a way to keep Ralph true to himself, um, 
and like still give him this arc of not being codependent, but in a more smart, less um, I don't know because the movie really, the movie kind of makes you not like Ralph, and that's yeah, bad. Exactly. So I think they could have found a better way to do that. So yeah, it's a downgrade. So do you guys have your ratings? I do. Yes. Tim, uh, Tim. Okay. Um, Wreck-It Ralph and the internet had a baby, and it is ugly. Oh, <laughs> good one. Let me stand like up for that. you, madam. That was great. Thank and you. Good reference. Thank you. <laughs> That's a great joke in the first movie. That's a great one. It, it is. Calhoun has the best lines. I wrote them all down. Yes. Yes. Oh, nice. Uh, I was, okay, yeah. is it my yeah. turn? Yeah. Okay, ending. so this movie left me with zero lives. Oh, it's a video game. Aww. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it left me with one. Like, okay. I live. There you go. I live. Okay. I live. <laughs> okay, uh, so for me, I think not even Fix It could fix. <gasps> not even Felix could fix this movie. Oh, oh no. That's good, but sad yeah yeah i miss felix i i hope <laughs> i hope they I one miss day Calhoun. i hope they one day make a tv show or a short because i do think that he's a great character and i love him and i i want to see more of him please <laughs> and that's it uh with in that note with my love for felix uh i think that's it <laughs> for today that was a way harsher episode and way longer than i thought it was gonna I know. be yeah. This is almost three hours long. This is oh, three. Wow. I, can you imagine the Frozen episode? Oh, oh god. my god. Uh, That's terrifying. It is. I guess we'll find out. We only have one more movie to review, guys. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I can't believe we're here. I can't believe we're I here. It's been so either. long. Oh my god, it's been such a journey. It's been... Yes. Wait. It's been 30 movies. Oh my god. We made it. We're finally here. We just have one more, and I know that it's not gonna be a Ralph breaks the internet where we're, where we're like, oh yeah, we're gonna be so positive about it, and then we're gonna shit on it. I I'm fairly confident that. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Me I can't, too. I can't, I can't wait, wait to watch these two back to back. I cannot wait. Oof. Yeah. Yes. I cannot want to watch Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> I want to watch it too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe I will do that. To kind of cleanse myself. Cleanse your yeah. <laughs> Cleanse yourself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry for being so harsh on it again. Uh, but okay, so thank you guys for listening. Remember that you can get in contact with us at 2 podcast at gmail.com and on Twitter at 2 pod. Send us your reviews, your comments, questions, whatever it is you want to send our way. And yeah, that's, that's about it. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode, which is Frozen 2. The last one. Yay. We made it. Yay. Yay. Can I say it's over? Can I say it's a can I say it's about to be over? But really excited to touch on Frozen. It's gonna so. end on a bang. Six hours. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, see you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.